All right. Good morning, everybody. It's 840. Monday morning. I'm so excited. It's going to be an awesome week. We have an awesome show. Today, share this video out if you're watching on Facebook. Let us know in the comments what you're up to today. <laughs> See that Kurt is staring at the baseball bat, but this right here is an authentic, genuine KHEA Radio 99.5 FM, number one uh, radio station, Louisville Slugger, straight from the factory. Yeah, it's kind of concerning hot. for me to be here while you're like threatening to. I'm not threatening. Oh, okay. As long as you're not threatening. Dude, it's Shark Week. You got to be prepared. Like, if a shark comes and attacks me out of the TV, if I'm watching, I have to uh, be able to defend myself. Right. 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 I love sharks, though. <laughs> it's shark I'm not going to hit a shark with this. It's scary. That could be like Sharknado number like four <laughs> or whatever they're on now. You know, like in the KHEA radio studio where only one Louisville slugger. Dude. Can you show off the the lettering on there? Because I think that's pretty cool. I think that's dope. It's like it's black with some gold lettering. I actually went and checked out the Louisville Slugger Museum whenever I was in Kentucky the other day, and they uh, they have a really cool process. They make them. Uh, they they get the the wood from like Ohio or something like. Or no, it was Pennsylvania. Like all these these forests and stuff. And then they uh, they like every tree that they cut down, they plant like ten. So it, it's really really uh, interesting. Place. They've been doing it there since like the 1800s, but this is an awesome bat. It says number one radio station, which I have to agree. Easy. In the world, number one radio station, so I agree. Number one in your hearts as well. <laughs> and maybe not on your dial yet. Number but, six on my program dial. But we'll take it if you just download the KHEA radio app. Um, we've we've had a lot of people download the app, and we're excited. So keep downloading it. Share it with your friends. You can actually go from the app, I think, and even like text it to everybody. Yeah, you can. You can actually share that out. You can do it online as well. Hey, we had a cool event yesterday. A lot of our friends came out. Yeah, we had a vendor market, and that was for, like, Escape Kima was here. April's Rustic Living was here. Yeah, everybody was here. Yeah, so shout-out to all our friends who came out. Shout-out to everybody that um, uh, even said that they're going to come back to the Talk of Taco Cook-Off. We got eight seconds. Do you want to go on the FM? Yeah, that would be great. My mouse is over. I may not make it. I missed it. So now we got 20 seconds, and we're going to go on the FM, uh, check out some of the spots. Live from the campus. That's my wife. Life in Lamarck, Texas. <laughs> if you're in. That's my wife. All right. So, yeah, we got 10 seconds, and we're going to go on and see if we can get our stream working properly today. Here we go. Meet you and worship the Lord together. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. It is 8.43 on a Monday morning. TGIM. We have an exciting show lined up for you today. So share this out. Call a friend. Tell them to tune in to Kickstart. Maybe download the KHEA Radio app. We have some positivity we are spreading in the community starting right now. Yeah, there's a lot that's going on. I mean, this week is going to be an awesome week. I feel like Shark Week means that this week is going to be above and beyond what everyone thought it would be. I mean, I think I think KHEA Radio is going to attack like a shark. <laughs> attack who? Attack. Negativity. A negativity. We're like a shark and we're going to attack uh, negativity and uh, if you're if it, if it's like a negative day, just change that attitude around. It's starting right now. We have some positive vibes that are coming straight to you from Lamarck, Texas. It's going to be a good show. I'm kind of scared still that you have this bat sitting in your hand. But I have a big smile on my face. Yeah, that's what they is that the Is that the creepy part? That's the creepiest part about this. Somebody that I'm asking smiling? about the bat. 
So that way he can put the bat away and not scare Kurt like he is right now. I don't know. It just feels good to have this on my on my shoulder. It's kind of weighing me down a little bit, but man, no, there's just something about the game of baseball. It's American. Um, you know, you think of like apple pie, baseball. <laughs> we just got through the Fourth of July, and I have a Louisville Slugger branded with KHEA Radio on it, and it just feels awesome. So yeah. shout out to to Louisville Slugger. Yeah, as we get a call from, I'm gonna have to go take this. You take over really fast. Let what do, do you that. think? Uh, I can do that. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Kayla, thank you for sharing our Facebook stream. We appreciate you taking the time to join us on Facebook and then also taking the time to hit that that share button. So if you're watching on, on social media, let me know what do you have going on today. We have an awesome show lined up. We had a very busy weekend. Things have been awesome around here. You know, there's a lot of really cool things going on in our area. If you have something awesome going on, feel free to let me know. Let KHEA Radio know. Go and put it in the comments and uh, or just send us a message or an email, KHEA at KHEARadio.com. So it is Monday morning. Shark Week started like a, an hour ago. Um, what does Shark Week week mean to you if you're watching or listening on the on on your radio let let me know what does shark week mean to you kurt what does shark week mean to you though you know i think sharks are one of the most intriguing animals that are out there i feel like i've said this before when we've had fishing people in here i want to catch a shark only because like i feel like in the entire animal kingdom there's nothing greater than a great white shark i feel like they're misunderstood they yeah. have those really sharp teeth and people think that they're just trying to to like I don't know they get a, there's some movies that were made like Jaws but they, I think they're just misunderstood <laughs> right no, no I not. don't think so they want to eat you no they don't <sighs> if I understand correctly I think they're the kind that if you leave them alone you're not trying to mess with them then they're gonna kind of do their own thing you know I've seen one shark in my life. And it was at the the tackle time fishing tournament that takes place from the Texas City Lamarck JCs. Yeah, it was hanging up right, like sure. they caught it, they brought it in. The teeth looked like rubber plastic. Like I was like, how are these like vicious animals? When, it, when you're looking at it, I'm like, oh, it just looks like rubber. Like how can that like bite into me? But I feel like. And maybe we need to watch some Discovery Channel this week because I feel like they're just like the there's clamping down of those plastic things just make they're it. They're not. I don't. Kurt, those teeth are not plastic. Those are sharp. I used to have a, a shark tooth necklace. <laughs> oh man, I used to rock that. I remember going to a museum on a field trip, and I think my mom was one of the chaperones. Yeah, I was in like elementary school, right? And it was so cool to have a shark tooth necklace. They have, like, layers and layers of teeth. There's, like, rows. So it's not, like, a, a human. So it's just, you know, one set of teeth. If they lose a tooth, they're okay because it's like, well, I got three rows of these things, and they're all jagged, ready to go, ready to go to eat eat dinner. Dang. I, I've never had a shark necklace. You need one. But I feel like if I live in Texas or, and like, shows. in Galveston, yeah. you have to— can you stop moving that bat? It scares me Dude, every time. I just want to get some reps in. Oh, I don't want to go to the batting— Where's the nearest batting cage? <sighs> Where's the nearest batting cages? Who else watching on our Facebook page or listening at 99.5 FM is a little worried that Gardy Garcia has a baseball bat <laughs> right in his hands. Looks like he's going to like tear up the studio. You know, he did say this morning, and pray for me about this, is the studio wasn't set up when we walked in at 825-ish, right? Like right before we went in. Gardy's like, I'm going to stand here. You're going to set up the studio, and if you don't do it quick enough, I'm going to hit you in the back with the baseball bat. And then I took some practice swings, swinging through, swinging through, warming up. 
And guess what? It got set up in record time. <laughs> it was the I weirdest hurry. thing. I heard when when somebody has a bat like this. Can we show off the bat one more time? Because I'm I'm still so Louisville Slugger sent us his bat on Friday. <laughs> And it said number one radio station. It must be true. So it must be true if if, if Louisville Slugger is saying it. Oh yeah, and it's a it's a black bat. Ooh, with this gold lettering. Me and Kurt were talking about it. How cool this looks. We need a black and gold K H E A radio logo. After holding this bat, uh, a genuine Louisville Slugger. Can you, yeah, can solid you, wood, baby. Like and then the black polo with the gold K H E A radio logo. Those would go nuts. Dude, we may have to work on that. Dang. For sure. So, hey, if you if you uh, have some cool stuff going on today, maybe you're excited for Shark Week. I see a, a comment from Becca. She said, watching Shark Week at the moment, and one of the boys I take care of during the week said, Miss Becca, I'm never going in the water again. <laughs> I feel that was kind of the, the scary thing growing up. Like, I didn't understand, like, why people wanted to go to the beach, right? Because in my head, being from Nebraska, I didn't understand, like, going to the beach. Like, you can go to the beach and not get attacked by a shark. Yeah. But I that was my mentality all the time. was like, hey, I'm going to go to the beach. There's going to be a little sharky in the water next to me, you know. And then all of a sudden, like, ah, I get pulled under, you know, and then I lose a leg. Wow. Right? Like, that was my mentality as a poor little kid in Nebraska who didn't know better. Didn't have beaches there, huh? Didn't have beaches. Well, we also didn't have sharks. Like, we had beaches. Well, what? No, how do, you, how do you have a beach? Like a lake beach. Like my grandparents had a house on I don't a think lake that and had a beach. What? Kurt, I don't think that counts. Is it? Can you have a beach at a lake? And maybe I'm wrong, but I grew up in this area. So I I grew up in in Angleton, moved to Lamarck, but used to go to Surfside as a kid, and then you know moving to this area, Lamarck Galveston's right there. So that's that's the beach to me. Like a lake? I don't know. I guess it I guess it can count if you have sand. Like what makes a beach a beach? I feel like one of the important things is the potential for a shark. <laughs> and, and you don't have that at the lake, right? No, you don't have a potential for a shark. You know, but we did have catfish. You got to watch out for those. When you catch them and it tries to attack your finger, Curse. you got to watch out for Curse. them. Please don't compare the catfish to the, to the shark. <laughs> they don't have catfish week. They don't have baby, baby catfish songs. Catfish does have a TV show, but it's on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a totally different premise than, than that of, of Shark Week. <laughs> what channel does Shark Week come on? Is it, is it Discovery? It's Discovery Channel. I, do you go back? You know, one of the things that I like is like on Netflix, you can actually watch like documentaries and stuff like that. I go back and watch like History Channel and all those other things because I love learning about the community and kind of things... Like, you know, Area 51. You know, those are things that I, I find intriguing. Shark Week being one of them. Man, Area 51. Hey, I got to read this a little bit of this uh, this comment from David Craig. Thank you, sir, for tuning in, and thank you for, for giving us this feedback. He said, hey, the radio station's been cutting off in the car at home and, and the uh, whenever I'm listening, and right now it's it's been okay. So, yeah, we had some network issues yesterday, not just with our equipment, but our entire building, and we, we're aware and we're working on it, and we're trying to do our best. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, let us know if, if this program uh, runs into some issues. Feel free to let us know because we want to make sure that we tackle those. But whenever we're on the air, it's really hard to to get those tested and, and everything. But everything appears to be okay, so Hopefully. we're running with it. Let's go. You know, one of Let's the go. things that I, uh, I wanted to say as well, like if you're having issues listening in your car – listening on the FM, go ahead and download the KHEA radio app. I know we say it all the time, but when you do, you can actually listen to us live anywhere that you have an internet connection. So 
if you're having issues, if you're traveling away from the Lamarck area, you why would can you go ever back. do that? Yeah, well, because <laughs> you can go anywhere from six hundred one Delaney Road. That's true, um, but still. So if you wanted to, like, just download that app and then you can tune in and listen anytime. Yeah, I have the app on my phone. We're trying to get to a million downloads by the end of this week. <laughs> We're not quite halfway there. But so, yeah, that would be nice. downloads, man. If we had a, I saw by the way the other day. This is ridiculous. There's a six-year-old Korean like little kid, right? Okay. She makes three million dollars a month doing like toy videos on YouTube. She just bought like a seven million dollar skyscraper in the middle of South Korea. She bought a skyscraper. She bought yeah. a building. Yeah, she bought a building like that. That rent smart tenants, right? Yeah, six-year-old. Makes way more money than I could ever even imagine. I'm like, is there enough, like, $3 million out there, like, a month for people to make? Yes. Yes, there is. is. Okay, so if, if you're listening, maybe you're watching on Facebook and you have kids, do your kids watch YouTube videos? Do your kids watch those, like, unboxing toy videos? My son, he kind of he's, he's kind of moved on to some other stuff at the moment. Yeah. But, man, for a while, that was life. Like, no joke, that was life. And he was – well, he wants to be – he informed me and my wife – like two days ago, he wants to be a YouTuber. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's a YouTuber? Um, and he was explaining, like, I want to do this and that, and that's what I want to do. And I was like, oh, okay, you can do it. I can help you. But he's still at that point where he's like, I'm going to figure this out myself. But um, that would be fun. That would be fun. I'd put a camera on him and let him unbox some toys. But I feel like at the beginning, the investment would be really expensive. I'd just be buying a bunch of toys. <laughs> and maybe that's the part he likes. You know, the... The one thing that, that was really bad about this situation is I brought that up to my girlfriend, Aola, and she looks at me and she goes, you know what that means? And I got scared a little bit, but I was also really excited at some point. What does it mean? It means that we need to have kids that also make millions of dollars a month. Like, just rely on your kids to make all your money for you, right? Kurt. <laughs> no? There's a lot of things I could say right now. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I may just end the stream and let this baseball bat do the talking for me. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, shout out to the big brothers and big sisters, Gulf Coast, right here in our area. They said, hey, guys, how did the race go on Saturday? So we were at Bay Area Raceway this weekend. We had an awesome time. I don't know if I want to talk about how, how the race exactly uh, ended, but the Texas showdown happened. We had a blast. We had someone uh, come out from that big sister's and Big Brothers program, and I think they had fun as well. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> we got beat. We got beat badly. Yeah, we lost. I was thinking, like, we would pull one of the game, you know, just, like, one point. So how we did it is we did racing. We raced on the go-karts. Then we did some arcade games, and then we did laser tag, right? And I figured, like, out of those three categories. <gasps> we would get one. We would get one. It was a little rigged against us. We didn't even get one. Here's what I don't understand. Whenever we did the race, I, I don't know if I've ever raced a better race in my life. Did you? Were you watching me? Did you I see was, me? I was, well, after I got my concussion from being hit in the back. Did, did I hit you? No. They teamed up <laughs> on me in the first quarter. Like, I swear it was summer and... Tabitha and there was one other person like smashed me so hard that my head went like this. Oh no! And I was just out of it. Like, Is that what happened? Yes. Because I saw you like at the very end, and I was like, Kurt's literally in last place right now. There is nobody that is uh, that is behind him. They He's gave right me a stinking like concussion. Like, come on. So then, but 
after that was after a concussion and you came back, did you see what I was doing over there? I was orchestrating. I was like puppet mastering that that race. But we had a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun, and they somehow gave me second, even though I finished first. Did you see that? I don't know. I didn't question it after so a while. Here, I was like, this here, is obviously. I understood what they were saying, and this is partly their fault. They didn't stop the race on time. Like, they didn't tell that first person to turn in because she was ahead of you. Um, I don't remember her name, but she was ahead of you, but they didn't stop it on time. You were the first to pull in. I was. Right. Because I was the leader of the pack. Yes. Usually that's how – I'm not sure how numbers work. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> but if you finish first, I think that that's – it may be good depending on, on what you're doing. So, out of all of that, though, but I, I think you got second. But – I'm claiming first. It says literally number <laughs> one race. on this baseball okay, bat. Okay, Guardy. Okay, Guardy. <laughs> Take it easy. Take put the bat down. Let's I'll just not rest it on my issue. shoulder. I'm just saying it says it says number one on the bat. <laughs> I finished first in the race. Somehow I get second. You know though who was like the deemed first and like actually got the prize of first place? This guy in laser tag. It actually said first place. And I walked around, and I was pretty, I was like, hmm. Somebody asked me, where did you learn to shoot like that? And I'm like, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. We do want to know. <laughs> I was. I didn't see you one time in there. Were you hiding in the corner, like, shooting people? Because I honestly, <laughs> I didn't see you, because I was, like, running into enemy territory, blasting people in the back, and then, like, ducking around. See, here is the thing, is I went downstairs, and there was, like, bases. Remember, they talked about the bases ahead of time? Yeah, but then they also told me later, because I asked, I said, where are the bases at? They said, oh, the bases aren't working. That's what they told me. Oh, well, I was shooting, like, targets that were red. There yeah. were red targets, and I just kept shooting those. And then people would try to come down and shoot me, and I would shoot them. It was easy. Yeah. It was easy. Yeah, and then I, I didn't was shooting, see you. Pe People would, like, run away, and then I would shoot them in the back. Well, that's... Because <laughs> that was where all the points were. Wow. I played for the points. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it turned out good. I, I didn't know um, that they were missing a team member, which... That's like one less target. She had to run out and handle some stuff, but yeah. How do you win without one teammate? Like, because it's one less target. It's one less target that uh, that we had to shoot. Like, I'm over there shooting. I was like, "Where is everybody? I couldn't find anyone." And then they, we I had... just found my team members. Like, well, they did for you. this on purpose. No, there was some bamboozling happened. We're gonna need a rematch. We're gonna call them up. I'm kind of I'm kind of perturbed by this right now. Well, no. Whenever we go back and look at the numbers, you know, and and things aren't quite adding up, I think we may have won. I think we may have one. I don't think I'm standing flipping our sign. <laughs> so, we, you know, because we lost, we have to go to Bay Area Raceway this weekend, flip a sign in a hot dog suit, and I don't know what Guardy's going to be wearing, but probably not. Like, <laughs> nothing. Not, you say? Just normal clothes. Like normal clothes. That's yeah. what I meant to say. <laughs> not nothing. He's going to be wearing normal clothes, but we're going to have to flip some signs. Yep. I'm practicing. <laughs> so right now it is 9 o'clock. We're going to take a quick break whenever we come back. We're going to have a special guest in studio. Hey, Mandolin, I see that you said, hey, I had an awesome weekend. I saw that you were out doing some really cool stuff. Logan said, my kids do watch YouTube videos. My five-year-old's favorite is Ryan from Ryan's Toy Review, who also makes a lot of money. Kurt, maybe we need a Kurt's Toy Review channel. Oh, that would be great. That would work. Man, I would do terrible at it. Probably. It would be like, habadee, 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 habadee. <laughs> hey, coming up at the 10 o'clock hour, make sure that you tune in. We're going to be talking semi-professional soccer in League City. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking about all things that they are doing in the city of League City. It's called Celtic FC America. That sounds awesome. Celtic, Celtic, let's go. This is KHEA Radio 99.5.
FM. My mouse has died, but it's come back. Here we go. God is our ref. Awesome. I'll set my bat down for now. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, <clears throat> have a seat. <clears throat> have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> so, hey, Mandolin, what all did you get into? I saw that you were doing some, uh, did you go hiking? And where were you? And why can't I find the plug to recharge this mouse? It's usually like, what's going on? My poor mouse. Oh, technology. Yeah, we ran into some issues yesterday with our, our radio station. It was giving us, <laughs> y'all have this awesome camera view of me like just, just turning the mouse over and over trying to figure out uh, where it gets plugged in. I thought it was on the side, but oh well. Yeah, so uh, let me know. What did you get? What were y'all up to this weekend? We had a, we had a fun time. Um, it was very busy. It was very busy, and then we had a really cool event yesterday. Good morning, Margaret. How are you doing? Hopefully, hopefully all is well. But it is the beginning of Shark Week. That means Discovery Channel's playing a bunch of shark episodes, and um, Kurt's distracting me. Kurt, do y'all think Kurt needs a haircut? We we were talking about that earlier. He was like, "I need a haircut." I was like, "Dude, go get a haircut. No one's stopping you from getting a haircut." Oh, he's, he's growing it out again. I remember for a while he didn't want to get a haircut last year, and he was saying, like, oh, I'm growing it out for a man bun. And then everybody was like, please don't get a man bun. <laughs> not quite long enough yet. Yeah, it's not quite there. You could put a little uh, little ponytail right there at the top. What's up, Josue? How's it going, brother? I know Jos- Josue likes it whenever I call him Josh, but I like the name Josue. It sounds so smooth. It's a good name. Josh is a good name, too, but... It's a, uh, it's all cool. So we're waiting for our, our guest as as Kurt's getting him directed in, and uh, then we'll get into everything that he has going on. I'm watching both of them out there. I think Kurt's just shooting the breeze right now, while I shoot the breeze with y'all. I don't know. He's just he's stretching or doing something. Kurt is, he's balancing. Practicing, I saw Chef's Table Charities posted a picture of like a baby flamingo trying to stand on one foot, and it was like, "Keep doing it, guys! Practice." But it was cute. The color of the feet were kind of nuts. We're gonna have Danny. Yep, yep. What's up, Stephanie? Shout out to Furniture Zone, our good friends. I need to come in. I think I'm gonna be buying a mattress. Take a look at the shirt. Why not? Take a look at the shirt. Furniture Zone. Good morning. You can get that that mic situated. What you're going to want to do is pull it about uh, this far away from your mouth, and then yeah, get get nice and and situated if you want your to. Your hair looks good. I don't know if you want to. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we'll maybe be like, well, screw closer to the mic because you can if you have your headphones on, then you can hear like, hey, I can't. You know, my my vocals aren't loud enough, or my my voice isn't. But. Awesome. So let's see. We got a song playing right now. We're jamming some Toby Mac. The song's called The Elements. That's what's going on on the FM or if you're you're streaming from the app. Um, and is it Danny? Correct. Danny. What's your last name? Myers. Danny Myers. Where are you from? Well, originally from South Texas, but been living here in the uh, Clear Lake area, Nassau Bay, for about 25 years. Cool, cool, cool. And so what uh, what uh, all do you have going on? Kurt mentioned a little bit to me, but what, what do you have going on? Well, so... Uh, uh, Lighthouse Video Surveillance—that's the company that we uh, that I run. 
Okay. And what do y'all offer? So we work with uh, with businesses and talk with them about how they can uh, protect their businesses through smart security camera systems. That's kind of in, in a nutshell. Okay. So, we- so security systems, they seem to have really changed here lately. Like, I know, like, the Ring doorbell came out, and, every, and it's kind of been a game changer. Like, man, I can put a video camera, like, right there, and people's trying to, like, packages go missing all the time. There's really uh, different ways, I guess, you can protect what you have or at least view what's going on. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, I guess, how, how videos change the game and security? You know, the, the old, uh, the old uh, adage is, like, you know, camera systems basically tell you what happened previously. What mm-hmm. happened yesterday? You know, so you, people go back. They'll, they will. Uh, oh, what happened? My package went missing, right? Um, where cameras, where camera systems going today is pre- is preventing things because cameras are getting smarter. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the old analog camera systems. People try to pull up a, a VCR and look at the video. The quality is horrible. You know, that's very hard to access. And a lot of times the systems weren't even recording. And so there's just been you know leap years of. Uh, I'm not leap years, but light years of change oh, yeah. since since I first entered the industry about 20 years ago. So okay, yeah. So what did what did security look like about 20 years ago? So when I first entered, they just came out with you know, with digital video recorders. So you'd still take analog cameras, and the analog cameras they would be plugged into a box. It looked kind of like a VCR, right? Um, but the quality was was pretty horrible. It yeah, was, it was like less than VGA. It was you know type quality. Um, and just pretty bad. But it was digital, and it was at least recording. Because a lot of times those VCR tapes, people would, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even work. You know, they'd be written over about 50 times or more. And um, you go back and look, and there's even no video, or it's real squiggly. That's these old-fashioned videos you see where they're just some convenience store where a person gets shot or something, and they're, they're saying, do you recognize this person? And there's nothing that, that's even usable. Yeah, you and, can't and, tell. He's just right there, right? You know, I saw something yesterday on Facebook. They were even able nowadays to go in and look at, like, a specific, like, part of a tattoo to determine if it was the right person or not. Like, that's how good video surveillance has gotten. Yeah, the game has changed. I know that you can have apps on your phone and get alerted, like, hey, there was motion detected at your front door, and then you can see who's there and then even communicate and talk back to them. So that that's yeah. really really cool. What's what's next or like what is currently like considered hey this is the the top of of the line like what yeah. what is the right now? Um well you know you got to keep keep in mind in in a house, right? So if somebody has a camera system that, for their house. There's only so much money they're going to spend on a camera system, right? Right. So you're in then a, but a business they may be willing to spend a lot more money because it's going to it's going to come back and save them money in the future it's going to prevent certain things from happening so it, it makes more money more more sense from a business standpoint to get high in technology and so when you're talking about or maybe it's a school where they just maybe they can't even afford it but they have to have it right? yeah to, to protect the students sure so when you talk about technology you know on the high end what what does it look like the cameras are smart they're not just recording video sure the video quality is great but, but on top of that, it's actually running what's called analytics. And so it can determine that that's a person and not just a, a dog walking by or a shadow or something. So it knows it's a person. And what is the person doing? It actually can, can analyze that video lot, real time. Wow. So, so for example, uh, one of the coolest things that I think is, is, is that it can attach metadata, right? So, so you walk into the room, 
It knows your approximate age. It knows what shirt color shirt you're wearing, pants you're wearing, what hat you're wearing. And it keeps track of that information in the system. And so then you can go back later. So if somebody wants to look for you, they say, well, he was wearing a black shirt and, and blue pants. It was around this time frame. And, and it'll pull you up. It'll pull up anyone with that description. And then you click on that person, and the next thing you know, it pulls up you across you know a, a two-hour time window where you were all over the facility. Can it also see patterns like... Let's say if it's at a school or a restaurant or something, and it's like lunchtime, it's like, oh, you know, it's a high traffic time. Mm-hmm. It kind of knows this is the the busy times. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it'll actually learn an environment. So um, there's some systems that will basically learn an environment. It knows approximately what it knows what time of day that there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So let's say that they, if there was a crowd that suddenly gathered at an off time, it can alert it can do something like a, you know, provide an alert to the security guard or to the owner of the business. Uh, and, and it can do that literally autonomously. Like you don't have to actually do any programming. It actually learns the environment. Or if somebody comes running by, like sits cafeteria at a school, and someone runs through, that, become, that, that becomes a unique event that says, hey, someone needs to take a look at this. Mm-hmm. And so it can immediately pop up for the security guards or security staff. Or yeah, I got you. So it knows that something's, something's up, something's going on. Um, do you specifically do businesses? Are you open to doing houses, schools, or like what? Who is your ideal client? Sure, sure. Yeah, so we we are we are a business to business type of company. Um, we have a few residential clients, but really it's typically our our our, home, our business owners you know, wanting their house. They're wanting a, a high end system. It's, yeah, it's, more, it's 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 typically the we're problem solvers, and so if you have a, a business that is losing money because of because of injury, you know, say it's a safety issue or it's a theft issue going on, uh, we're preventing through videos because they're more proactive. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not the typical you know, you know, solution like you go to Costco buy a camera system and just pop some cameras in. That, that's not what we what we do. We're, we're more of a solution based. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So how how noticeable are these cameras? Like if somebody if somebody sees a camera system, are they going to be kind of turned away from like, hey, I'm going to do something mischievous mm-hmm. if they see it? Or is it like if it's inconspicuous and you don't see it, is that a better option? Yeah. Or does it depend on the situation? Yeah, it's a real good question. I, I am doing this for 20 years. I'm telling you, it's always better to prevent than to try to catch somebody. I mean, uh, I mean, 99% of the time, it's better to just prevent it from, from the get-go. Now, you know, hey, there's environment, there's situations where something is going on that you need to capture. You know, let's say that there was something going on with your family right. uh, that you're expecting that there might be an issue and you want to make sure that if you catch it, like, uh, say, you're, you know, you're, expect, you're, you're thinking, hey, uh, the, my, the child care worker is abusing the child or it's, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, an adult uh, parent or something that's being taken care of in a home health situation, and you feel like they're not being uh, taken care of properly, hey, go for a covert camera. They would work great. Okay. But for the most part, you just want to prevent. And so having cameras that are visible is a big deal. I mean, e- honestly, even if it's a even if it's a, <laughs> a bad quality system, just having it and having cameras up is a big uh, deterrent factor. Yeah, so. sometimes you'll see the signs, too. It's like, hey, building business is under surveillance, you know, and it's yeah. posted whenever you walk in it's like oh even if you don't see even if you don't see them yeah. you know it kind of crosses your mind it's like okay cool you know like that that's good mm-hmm. you know but if somebody's in there trying to do something not not good or steal yeah. then they may be able to turn them away or but prevent. there's a you know the, but these a lot of these crooks are pretty smart too they know that most cameras can't even if there's a camera there can't 
detect them or like be able to recognize them. Uh, you know, can't read their license plate typically. Most of these camera systems can't even do that. So when people, they, they feel uh, there's a deterrent value, but the really smart ones, they'll still know how to get around things, honestly. Yeah. They cover their face and things like that. Why did you choose to get into security? You know, you've been doing it for, for 20 years. How did your, your path kind of lead you to starting Lighthouse? It's funny. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of fell into, uh, I, I started a graphic design business after doing that for NASA. I worked for NASA for a few years. And, uh, and business didn't really do so great, you know. I was, I was trying to build this new, this new business. And, um, and I was like, I needed to supplement my income. And I read a thing in the paper, hey, sell you know, security cameras. So, not security cameras, but uh, security. And uh, got into that selling, you know, uh, burglar alarm systems to residential in the, in the evening. And then that kind of morphed into that company was sold, ended up doing, I uh, was bought by ADT, and ended up selling a lot of cameras. Uh, through that, through ADT and another company called ASG, and and basically, uh, I got uh, the challenge working for those com- work for those big companies. Is yeah, that, is that um, I didn't have any control really over the end product, and so the the client, uh, I might tell them, hey, this is this is how we're going to protect your business, and then the, uh, the the company comes and does something different, or they mess up the billing or whatever. So, uh, realize that the only way for me to really have happy customers and for me to sleep well at night was to start my own business so we have control over the situation adt how big are they they're a pretty big business right <clears throat> very big very big yeah and you know and they've they've uh, changed owners a number of times have been yeah. bought sold and so I, I i don't really even keep track i don't really know wh- who owns them at the at this point it used to be tyco and then yeah split and all can you share the benefits and uh in, you know in your opinion and, and thoughts why is it better to go with someone like lighthouse video surveillance your company mm-hmm. as opposed to what I'll, I'll call like one of the the massive companies like an adt okay well you know for what we do uh in working with the business businesses is that we are solution based we're, we're looking to solve their issues so when we walk in the door we're not we're not asking them how many cameras do you want where do you want to put them you know that's what that's what the the box places will do how many cameras do you want and they'll give them a bid and they'll go to the next one what we're looking to do is is fix their issues. So we walk in the door. We want to sit down. Let's talk about what challenges are you experiencing. You know, yeah. And it turns out they thought they just wanted cameras for security, and now we're putting cameras in to for safety, or putting it for operational. They realized previously they thought you know when they use their camera systems they're like it took them hours to find something, and now we'll show them that they can find it in seconds. Yeah. And then they're like. Wow, I could I could literally use this on a daily basis. I could use this for operations and not just, you know, on the one off that I'm going to get broken into or something. You know, we get we get um, we're in a lot of talk groups like like talk of League City, talk of Taco, talk of Texas City, and it seems like I see all the time like nowadays like it's like hey like take a look at this surveillance footage. This person tried to break into my car, or successfully this person broke into my car. Now that image and that video is out there for everybody to see and make their determination and maybe help find it. Is that mm-hmm. a good thing for our society? I think it is. I think it is. That, that's actually where the ring thing, I think, is taken off residentially is, uh, is that people can share in these ring. You don't even have to own a ring to be part of these ring communities where they somebody where they, on your street. Where they share, the, yeah, share yeah. the video. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, you, you mentioned ring earlier. I, I'm a, I love that concept. I love the ring. And so from a residential standpoint, man, I think 
I mean, everybody should get one, and they're so easy to install. I mean, it just replaces your uh, your. Uh, everybody has wireless in their house. It works off a wireless signal, and it's powered by the by the uh, your your doorbell power. So that 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 type of concept is fantastic wow. for residential. So right now it is nine seventeen. We're speaking to Danny Myers. He is the the president and the the founder of Lighthouse Video Surveillance. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, feel free to share this video out. Let us know, is your house you know, being surveillance? Do you have a security system? If you are a business owner, is your business being uh, surveyed? If it's not being surveyed by you, it may be being scoped out by somebody else. If, if, if there's a business owner listening, can you explain to them or maybe give the reasons why they should look at getting a video surveillance system? Like, what's the, like if there's three top reasons, what are they? Um. I think the number one reason is, is somebody will experience something of a loss of some sort. They'll, they'll experience a, uh, let's say it was employee theft of the, in some way they have the, they have products that they're experiencing employee theft or they had a break in. It's typically we're reactive, right? That's how, that's just how we work. So somebody will have something happen and then they'll say, we got to do something about this. Right. Well, you know, that let's, let's, uh, when you, when you consider your business, you consider what are the things that, that are costing you money, be a little bit more proactive about it. You know, think think like a bad guy. You know, think like a bad guy. You know, when, when, when you're considering your business, how vulnerable are you? Um, and security in general versus just cameras, right? Maybe cameras aren't what they need. Maybe they just need a burglar alarm system, or maybe they need to put up a fence around their par- their property. You know, so um, maybe they need more lights around their business. And so, um, but yeah, talk to someone that, that really cares. I would say really what, whether it's Lighthouse or some of the company, if you meet with someone about your business and really they, they, they just come across like they're just trying to sell you something or push mm-hmm. something on you, just be cautious. I mean, if someone care, if, if the uh, security rep cares about your business and wants to know more about your business to help you, whether, whether it be selling you something or referring you somewhere else, you know, take, take a listen. Okay. Wow. Kurt, have you ever had a, a security system, even in your house? I know we're talking about maybe like business stuff, but did you have one growing up? No, I never, I've never. i never had a security or, or concerns for security. I know in my apartment complex that uh, there are some people who do that where they put it in. But I'm like, it's an apartment complex. Why are you putting video surveillance at an apartment complex? You know, like <laughs> I feel like. Maybe that's my mentality that I have, where it's like it's just an apartment complex. Like you it's not that big of a deal. You still have your stuff inside. What? Yeah, but uh, to <laughs> me, it's not a big deal. Like if somebody tries to break into, I'm one of those people though that doesn't like sleeps with my door unlocked. If you know? somebody like, came to your house and stole all your computer equipment, your camera gear, maybe your drones there, like would you be upset? But then that's why you have insurance because then you get it all back. <laughs> Right, like even better. Than I don't know. He's the he's the expert. If you have something to prove it, otherwise, um, I, I don't know. You could have just like lost it or, or just say like, "Hey, somebody stole it," you know. But if you have yeah. proof, I, I'm I'm guessing yeah. that helps, right? Like, hey, here's a yeah. video of somebody. Maybe you can capture them, get your stuff back. The SD cards that are irreplaceable, right? With all the the footage that you have, I don't, I don't know. Well, I could say a couple things. So, number one, if you have a camera system, if you have a security camera system at your at your home, um, you're probably going to get a, a discount on your insurance. Just keep that in mind. Um, another thing is, uh, I can t- thank. Thankfully, I have not been broken into. My house has never been broken into, and that you know. But after talking to folks for many years, man, I can tell you that they they 
they say it's it's they feel like they were violated. Oh, yeah. And so having somebody come in, and it maybe not even the things that they took, it was just people were in there scrummaging through their things, you know, that things that they've damaged in the process, things that are irreplaceable, things like, you know, family photos or thing, you know, just so just keep that in mind. I mean, not not from a scare tactic standpoint, but I'm just these are things that people have literally told me through the years. They just felt like they were violated. Um, so just keep that in mind. All right. So hey, we we're, we're gonna go on and uh, reintroduce you right now. Here we go. H E A Radio possible. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 921. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. We have Danny Myers in studio with Lighthouse Video Surveillance. Danny, how are you doing today? Fantastic. How long have you been doing surveillance and security and, and consulting people? How long have you been in this business? Man, it's been almost 20 years. I hate to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years. So I feel like a lot has changed in the past 20 years, just in the world, the way that people... Uh, live and what you kind of have to be prepared for you know how does security come into i mean protecting your family protecting your business and why is it important well do we start over yeah basically well so we're on the fm now so we've been on facebook and we finally so we had some issues where we couldn't go on the fm because of the the mouse, but now we're on the FM. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I didn't repeat the same thing. I'm sorry. You no, can, yeah, yeah. you can. You can because there's a different audience listening on the FM okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. So, um, you know, hey, you know, when you're looking at, uh, if this is for your your residents, um, just consider the things that uh, if you had someone come into your property, um, how would that make you feel? Um, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier that I've, after doing this for 20 years, Folks say they feel like they were violated, you know, whether it be the people coming into their house and stealing things or just rummaging through things. And so um, we also talked about the benefits of, hey, you know, you may be able to get a discount on your insurance, you know, by having a camera system or a security camera, burglar alarm. So just consider those things. You know, one of the things that I how we kind of met was at Dr. Chapa's event back in Mm -hmm. January. But you were at. Space Center Houston for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, and it was your company that had all of the cameras around the facilities. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. You know, so we, uh, we've we been talking with Space Center Houston about their security, and uh, this uh, this 50th anniversary event came up, and they were really looking to do something, put temporary you know, video surveillance out in the parking lot in the event area because they had, you know, they're going to have a lot more people that are going to be there. It's a little more high-profile event, so they needed more security. You know, they had uh, temporary booths for ticketing and things like that, security booths. And so they needed some temporary solution um, all out in the parking lot area and in the stage area. And so it gave us a great opportunity to kind of showcase what we do um, because we're able to do those type of, you know, those type of facilities, uh, whether it be arenas, whether it be schools, you know. Um, and so we had, we had a, a number of cameras there in the parking lot and the stage uh, and one of those cameras, I don't know, I think I mentioned, I actually... You showed me the showed, camera. was a 16-megapixel video camera. So every frame is 16 megapixels. So the video files are huge. But, but what's pretty cool is you can zoom in, uh, I mean, literally 250 feet away and see someone's face. Uh, just pretty phenomenal. And Most that was people, all mobile. Like, you, you came and set up outside <laughs> for the event, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we, we were connected through their network. So we I was there really just more to document the event, you know, so yeah. that we can use it for marketing. But... Um, but the, uh, we'd, we'd come in the week before with the tech and, uh, work with their IT department and everything, get all that set up in advance. So it was all, it was all, uh, it was all hardwired. Yeah. So I noticed on your card right here, it says that all the stuff that you do, and then it says, and maintenance, can you kind of define 
Like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, camera systems, when it comes to access control, um, there there is some maintenance involved. It, it's electronics, right? So, uh, thankfully, we use good quality stuff that lasts. It has warranties, things like that. But, uh, hey, man, especially when it comes to access control, there's a lot of there's issues with the doors, you know, uh, with, with the strikes and things like that. So, uh, that need to be maintained. So have someone on, basically someone that they can reach out to if their system isn't doing what, what they expect it to do. So unfortunately, the industry is a little different. When you think of maintenance uh, for something else like your AC, you're thinking, hey, they're going to come out, they're going to clean it, yeah. things like that. Now, we, we do have a few clients like that, but most that the industry calls maintenance is more like kind of like an extended warranty you know, for the for the components and things like that to make sure that they're working. So that's that's what we mean by that. Okay, so you know, two years later, something silly happens, or it's like, hey, this was working. Maybe there was an update mm-hmm. in the, in their network. Maybe there was an update on the software side. Yeah, you just have to come and be like, okay, yeah, here it works now. It's compatible. Yes, yeah, that can be done. You know, sometimes we have to visit the site, and sometimes we can do that remotely. We can actually do you know maintain some of this stuff remotely. What are some of the cool things that are coming out now? What do you see? Uh, changing, I guess, in the video surveillance and in the industry in the next, you know, five, ten years. Well, the the big the big buzzword is AI, artificial intelligence, and mm. uh, what that what that um, means for the for the consumer, for the business you know, business consumer is is the camera system is not just a dumb thing that's recording that you go back and see what happened yesterday. It can actually be gathering data for you right now today, and it can be proactively responding to an event so let's say it's a school right so we do we work with you know some private schools in the area we work with uh, school districts right? we work you know and so let's say that you have a kid come running through the cafeteria well that becomes a unique event because people don't typically run in that area and it knows that a person is running through an area um, we have you know, things like uh, gunshot detection where it can actually detect a, a gunshot and instantly pull up a camera that's were in the in the vicinity of that gunshot uh, it can uh, even you can even have your system programmed to where it does certain things it immediately shuts down you know, locks doors it does i mean all these things through technology and but through it's really through through ai as well as um, just advanced programming so if it picks up on those things, what happens? Does it notify like the the security hub? Does it call the police? Does it is it changeable? Absolutely, yeah. So you know, let's put it this way. Let's say let's say you're a business owner and you have you have a a yard, right? So you have you have stuff that's important to you that's outside. Mm-hmm. You have a fenced in area. Well, the camera can can actually be in that area watching at night, all night. And if someone is detected in that area or even near that area, let's say it was a property line. You had a camera mm-hmm. looking down a fence line, and it detects that person walking up to your fence. Before they've even cut a, a piece of your fence, you can have a loudspeaker pop on and say, you know, leave immediately. Wow. You know, so it, and then it can, it, it can notify the owner. It can notify a monitoring center. People can be responding before they've even actually done anything, like broken a window or, or cut mm-hmm. a fence. You know, it's pre- pretty phenomenal, yeah. You know, one of the things that, like, Santa Fe High School, it, I, I I know was looking into, because I attended one of their, their board meetings, the school board meetings, is they were hiring a company that works in Las Vegas that does, like, some of the casinos out there that can recognize people's faces, mm-hmm. like, as they're walking in. So you're monitoring from day, like, right when they walk in the building, hey, that person may or may not supposed to be here at this time. It was nuts, like, when they were describing it how detailed it can be like 
picking up different segments of your face and monitoring that and keeping a log of that information. Yes. Yes. So you can actually have for something like a school or say a church that, that has someone that they know that is a, uh, that shouldn't be there. Maybe someone has a restraining order. It's a child's parent or something like that. There's a custody issue. They can literally tag that person that says if this person shows up, we need to know about it instantly. And it can, it can alert uh, the hey, security. Uh, isn't Texas City ISD like on the cutting edge of, of security? I, I think I've seen some articles, and maybe we've talked about it before. Have you seen any of that? They did like a $2.5 million revamp of their entire school district right. because of it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, they have in the the same technology that that, uh, mm. that that they're using there is the technology that we've been using. Okay. That's awesome. Years, yeah. So that's where the future is going, just those the artificial intelligence kind of doing that monitoring for you, notifying security or i think that's really interesting how you can be like hey loudspeaker turns on lights come on you know you're being watched you know pretty much Mm -hmm. saying stop you're being watched you know um that's that's a big deal yeah you know here here, one of the coolest things that i I think about uh, that's it's so usable you know whether it be uh whether it be space in houston or be a school is that if um the, the there's there's metadata actually attached to the video whenever the analytics are running on the on these higher end systems so let's say you have a uh, student that you're looking for that was wearing a red hat and had blue pants and you, if you know the general time frame or maybe it was a, a uh, there's an adult that was walking around the outside of the school that shouldn't have been there well if you know a general description they can actually just say well he was wearing a red hat and blue pants around this time it was a four-hour window you put that in and, and immediately it'll just pop up the video yeah with this technology coming out is it possible for people to get like, I think of like, hey, there's good guys and bad. Yeah, we need to monitor our schools. But is it possible for like the wrong people to get their hand on that technology to, to use it for, I don't even know what, I'm just throwing out a, an imaginary <laughs> scenario. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't think so. I mean, so the, the, the systems themselves are very, uh, they're very, um, there's, there's levels of security. So like say if it was, if the school has the solution, Someone on the outside is not going to be able to hack in and get into that system. Okay. Unless someone has let them into the system somehow. Let me give you an example here for uh, for CCISD. This is a they're they're actually looking they're they're going to be revamping the security across every school in the CCISD, and uh, the same technology, this Vigilon system that we use, is the system that uh, we actually introduced it to CCISD, and they're going to be putting that across the the, the entire district. Yeah. Well. League City, the police they actually use a vigilant as well, so um, they may they may be able to be working out some solution to where if something happens at the school, they can immediately have it pump over to the police where mm-hmm. they can instantly see it. Now, but that's a that that would be a fiber connection kind of a private type of a you know network you know it's unhackable type of thing you know yeah so it, you know, the security when we're talking about this type of security it's it's very secure you know uh, on the with different levels and permissions and sure you know the the other thing that's not directly related but you know you see the movies i think of even like a batman movie spider-man yeah well there's all this technology like oh we i mean we're literally surrounded by cameras right now and all like the facial recognition software and like are (laughs) my security am i secure are people spot you know is this camera on whenever it's not really on you know can people hack in there and i think the answer is is yes that's probably one of the biggest concerns that i have you know when i'm out and about in the community or something like happens like oh somebody saw that 
you know, when I accidentally like run over a curb because I wasn't paying attention and I'm like, oh, and then I steer back. <laughs> I'm someone like, filming oh. this? Someone definitely. Or like, you know, when I cut somebody off and they take a picture from the back of my life, you know, this dude just cut me off and it's in like talk of League City or something. Or, you know, when I spill coffee all over myself and I'm outside my apartment, I'm like, somebody was filming this. <laughs> it's on like the Truman yeah. Show or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just realized, I just realized whenever you were asking that question a while ago, um, you know, in my mind, immediately I was just thinking about our solutions that we do. But your question is extremely valid because um, uh, there's a number of solutions that are out there. I mean, I'm going to say probably the, the majority of solutions do have issues where somebody can, can actually hack into those systems. Mm-hmm. There's backdoor issues. Um, there was recently, it's actually been probably eight months ago now, but there was a ban on technology coming from China from certain manufacturers because uh, of certain things. For example, uh, a number of these companies have uh, major connections to the Chinese government, uh, for one. There's backdoor issues on the camera systems, and people say, hey, here's the thing. I don't think that the Chinese government wants to see the camera in your house. I don't think they want to see the camera in your business, honestly. But what happens is, is all these devices that you have on your network, they're on your network. So like your cameras, all these are these are network devices which can be a backdoor into your network. So now they're not they're not looking at your camera, but they're they, but they're taking your data, they're taking your customer information. You know, it's a breach of data. So now they're taking that information and they're able to sell it. They're able to act upon it. They're able to hack your business, so or your home or whatever. So they can take your financial information. I mean, that all can be done through literally a camera. Wow, because it's connected to the network. And then there's an issue with the camp. There's a backdoor in. Wow. I used to think that people would hack into my phone because every once in a while I would see like apps opening up and I'm like, mm. but then I realized it was just my crack screen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, okay, I got you. So your phone was just like, hey, it, it opened, but your, your, it was your screen issue. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I don't know if anybody wants in your phone, except for your girlfriend. It's 9.35. This is KHEA Radio. Dot com 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11. We're speaking with Danny Myers with Lighthouse Video Surveillance uh, out of Nassau Bay. Nassau Bay, that's a really cool area. You know, we've recently met a lot of people. You know, NASA's right there. It's a really tight-knit community. Are you, um, wh- why are you located there? <laughs> so whenever we moved to the area, um, we were real drawn to that area. We've got a church over there in Nassau Bay. And then, uh, but just love that community. And so we've lived there actually in five locations in the same city, which is a t- two different That'd apartment complexes. That'd be hard complexes. to do because it's not that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two apartment complexes and three houses. But uh, we we love it there. Now, uh, whenever we, when I started my business, I'm like, man, I wanted us to be able to continue to be there, but also give back, you know, so like my tax dollars would be going to the city and right. stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so we, we, uh, we love Nassau Bay. And, they, and they've worked well with us actually to help keep us in there in the city. Mm-hmm. So they've been uh, when we needed to move from a previous location there, the city manager was like, "Hey, hack it, you know, what can I do to help?" So he helped us find find another place in the city to stay. So pretty cool. Can you share about the business name? Was that easy to come up with? I like it because it kind of works with the mm-hmm. surveillance and lets you know, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We're but, gonna you know. shine the light on the darkness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it does have dual meaning, you know. So um, from a security standpoint, you know, you think of. Uh, What's a lighthouse do? It's there to, a lighthouse is there to to warn people and to help people to to protect people basically, right? So you have 
you know, the ships coming into the harbor, they want to avoid the rocks. They want to avoid smashing against. That's what we want to do to help these businesses to avoid the, the pitfalls, you know, the, the perils. Uh, but when it comes to the other meaning of that is that uh, Lighthouse, you know, hey, I'm a Christian and, uh, and you know, we are we're a for-profit company but we want to run the company in a way that's honoring to god right so mm-hmm. so uh, uh you know we are all called as christians to be a light and so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to be a light in this dark world so there we go i got Lighthouse. you got you so th- there's a couple questions i have and we we aren't going to talk about like like pricing and i'm sure every job is different but sometimes like technology upgrading you think of security if you don't have it it's like man this is going to be expensive you know mm-hmm. um what and and i guess it's an investment now to help you you know in the future mm-hmm. but is does it get like crazy expensive i mean, I know it can but is is there like a an easy way in to at least like to have something yeah you know so there's there's pretty much three different ways of of buying a camera system whether it's whether it's for your business or for your home okay right number one is the do-it-yourself version so you, you, you buy a system from the internet or you buy a system from Fry's or Costco or something. Mm-hmm. Find something that's kind of have just general cameras. You put them in for yourself. I mean, something like that, you're going to look at the cost. You know, it probably cost you around, on the low side, around 500 On the high side, probably around $3,000, $2,000. You know, if you're putting a, putting a bunch of cameras, you know, say eight, eight or cameras or so at your house mm-hmm. or your business. Uh, the next version is to do... Is to go to like the box store. I mean, it's not box stores. The uh, like the ADT, the ASG, where it's kind of a generic uh, type of a solution. They they sell it. They, they send someone out and they say, "How many cameras do you want? Where do you want to put them?" You say, "Hey, I want eight cameras." They're going to put a system in that's pretty similar to what you could have bought for yourself. It's pretty much the same thing typically that you can buy at Costco or something. Um, but now they're putting it in. They're telling you, "Hey, let's put a camera here and here." So they're giving you some advice in the process. That's going to cost you instead of instead of the uh, the thousand dollars before now it's going to cost you probably around three thousand bucks, okay? Because of the the, the labor that they're providing, and right? Stuff, right. And then you have a solution like what we do, which is we're not doing either one of those. We're we're, we're trying to solve a problem. Uh, so there's a, there is actually a place in the market for the do-it-yourself. So if someone that just wants to put some cameras up around their business, ah, eh, there's not really major issues. They just want to put some cameras so they can see whenever they're you know when they're they're gone. They want to go on vacation. They check on their business. Hey, go for check it. Check on the dog. Check on the dog. Yeah. Anybody. Hey, yeah. That type of thing. But if you're actually trying to solve an issue, if you're trying to say, you know save your company money from things, that's where you need a company like us to be able to advise you. So we're, we're that's what we're talking about. Hey, what challenges are you experiencing right now? What's what what are things that have worked for you in the past? What are things that have not? And how do we fix your issues from here? And so we're problem solvers. That's yeah. how, that's how we do. You know, whenever you're doing a, a surveillance or security for for a business, how many times are are they shocked to find out what's going on? Like maybe they had a hey something's missing, or you know maybe you know sodas. Wh- where's all the the money going? You know, and then they're shocked to find out like this was happening and for how long? Does that happen uh, often? Yeah, it does actually. You know, the there's a good example here. There's a client. They had they had a horrible, horrible camera system. It was put in by they literally had their employees put this in. Their maintenance guy put these cameras. And this is a you know multi million dollar company, and they had all these you know terrible cameras. Um, but they their their the brains of the system died. Their their DVR died. Right. So we came in with this fantastic solution uh, that replaced the brains. So it's recording. Uh, within the first week, they fired two people for safety violations. I mean, like major, major safety violations where they could have died. And so they, they, the very first week, we didn't even touch the cameras. They were still the same, you know, 
ter- terrible quality cameras, but now they can actually see the video instantly. So there's their safety manager. He looks at the video, he reviews it, and he sees them like climbing into these tanks without their safety harness, and they literally could have died. And so he he instantly fired those those folks. And guess what? Everybody is following the safety procedures. You know? Yeah. So, wow. Dang, it makes it. Are you going to put those up here if in, we had in the cameras, studio? Well, we do have <clears throat> cameras in the studio currently, Kurt. And uh, I have been monitoring them whenever you don't know. And I am <laughs> shocked about what goes on in here, and it has to stop today. I'm sorry that I eat tacos in your chair while while you're not around. I'm you so should sorry. never be sitting in my chair. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're not upset about the eating the tacos part? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, you good. eat all the time. As long as we're not on the air, like uh, I'm okay with it. As long as we're not on the air. So my question is, 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 it boils down to this. Should you be protecting yourself and why? Like, should everybody have surveillance up? Should there be cameras everywhere so that we're safe? You know, that's a tough question. Yeah, I know. It, I'm it sorry. Is, it is. It is. And so, um, there, there's so much prevention that can be that can be uh, obtained. You know, is by having cameras. You know, we work with cities, so we have some of the cities in this area that we do cameras. And um, you know, things have gone on in the city. You know, where where they there was break-ins that took place, and having the cameras on the street where they can go back and see who came into the city at certain times of night. Instantly, you know, they could solve crimes in a fraction of the time. Before, there would it would just be a shot in the dark, you know. No, you know, hey, description, hey, anything. Not, yeah, yeah, not even description of vehicles because if somebody comes in there and breaks in, well, but with these city, with these, uh, now that we have cameras on the street that capture license plates, um, they just when they have an event come up, they'll go back and look at that time frame and see what took place during that. You know, how many people came in and off the community out of the city. And then, hey, here's this. Here's a list of sub. There's only two people that have come in and out during the yeah. same time they had a break in. So now they're solving crimes. I mean, uh, and when these cities work together, that's that's even more powerful because you know you have you know, these you know the cities they'll talk to the other city. Hey, we had an, we had an event over here and it was a brown suburban or something. And then, hey, we had we scanned through the cameras. Yeah, here's a brown suburban at this time. They came in here at night this night and there was a break in that night. And so they now they're putting things together and they're solving crimes in our area. So. Uh, I I do, you know I have, whether it be you know, uh, I'm a, I am a proponent you know of, of cameras being in public spaces, uh, because they, for folks that for folks that don't uh, have anything to hide, I mean hey, right, right? I mean it's, it's it's bad guys that don't like the cameras everywhere. Most people that I've talked to, um, they don't mind having cameras in these areas because they feel more safe. Yeah, yeah. should every city have have cameras, some kind of surveillance? I think they should. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess the the other question is, you know, and I don't know if they're, they're you know, you, you see stuff all the time where people get falsely accused, but it's like an eyewitness, you know, like, oh, they they look, they were dressed like this, you know, or, and then they like, I, I'm imagining a movie like with the lineup, I, obviously the camera would be more, more accurate and can see like license plates and everything else, which would help with that. But I'm sure there may be a situation where. It's just a mix-up, you know. Like they went around a back way, or there's some other things, and and uh, it's almost scary to think, like, man, if technology can like falsely somehow accuse, or what about with like video editing? There's all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's like, I guess that's more of a conspiracy thing. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, you know, there was a situation. From what I've heard, I wasn't here for this situation, but there was a, a situation at this church where somebody was here at the church, 
and cameras caught the person who I guess he was like on his way home or something and somebody had actually come to this church and like targeted somebody and the cameras were able to see that person and pinpoint hey this was the person he was actually here at the church you know with the person before that that took place that that crime took place mm. it was kind of you know intriguing that cameras were able to help in those situations yeah yeah well let me address the one you're talking about you know because video editing i mean <laughs> i've seen things that are completely impossible happen right on youtube like you know face app like, you saw the face i mean that kind of went viral for a bit everyone's like hey this is what i look like 80 years old you know yeah. and it's just like literally like snapchat <laughs> here's what i look like did as you, a dog you know what you i mean see the, the the meme with that face app where someone was like hey uh, what are you doing i'm at you know i'm at my grandma's house and it's like some girl i did like, see that like hey <laughs> send a picture and it's like hey look and it was the face app obviously on the other girl you know i thought it was hilarious yeah, it's not. <laughs> Maybe well, for you, but yeah, just the technology part of it. When that. it comes to the when it comes to the video, um, when you look at video digitally, you can see if, you can tell if it's been edited or not. And when it comes to security video, um, it, there's an encryption component to that, so the video is is encrypted, uh, so you can tell if it's been edited. And that's whenever they're exporting video from the system to give to the police or something. It needs to be you know in that encrypted state or so that it's protected. So whenever it's on that level. And that that surveillance, yeah, they, there's ways to check. Yeah, and, and then it can be that. used in court. You know, if, if um, in that way. Hey, you know, you mentioned earlier. I'm going to point this out. When it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to prevention, having cameras, you know, is a big preventative tool. And some folks are like, well, dang, they're such a good preventative tool. I don't even need cameras. I'm just going to put fake cameras up. Okay. So let me. I want to talk about that real quick. So when it comes to your house, you can do whatever you want. You can put fake cameras up. Put them all around your house. Go for it. Knock yourself out. If it's a business, you cannot do that because, you know, the, because what happens is, is you give you create a false sense of security for employees or for, or for people that are coming into your business. And so uh, there have been a number of lawsuits where somebody was, let's say that there was a woman that was violated in a parking lot and she worked. She's like, look, the cameras, I felt safe going to my car every night because I thought the cameras worked and I thought there was security and the cameras were fake. So you think of it, you know, when I first heard of people suing because of a false sense of security, I was like, come on, that's just a lawsuit abuse. But then I realized, wow, there's, there's really, you, you can't do that. So that's, I just want to point that out. If you're, if you're in a business situation, if you have a restaurant, if you have a business, you cannot, do not put fake cameras up. It's a huge liability. Wow. That's something I never thought of before. You know, I, I, I've always wondered why, like, even, even apartment complexes, you know, that would not have on, like, every corner something like that. You know, because you think of, like, parking lots where your your cars are and people have their cars broken into a lot. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hit and runs at apartment hit, complexes. Hit and run. Yes. Hit, you know, those are things that, that are a big deal, you know, for, for people. Mm-hmm. And you just got to help, you know, take a look at those things. Yeah. And the reason why the reason why they typically don't have so many in the parking lot is just it just gets real expensive. You know, to put cameras everywhere. You know, there's a lot, a lot of wiring and conduit and all these things to get them around the complex. And, and uh, you know, if someone's having, you know, here, here's the thing. If it's an apartment complex and they're having uh, a lot of break-ins, then they're probably having a lot of people leave and not renew their leases, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then, it becomes a, then it becomes a cost. Like, well, they have to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then they, then, then they go ahead and spend the money to get cameras to prevent the crime. And that's why you see a lot of gated communities now, you know, like mm-hmm. gated gated apartments to help protect against that. You can monitor who's going in and out. Yeah, like punching the code, I guess, like, hey, ring it in. There's all kinds of stuff. 
different ways, I guess, that they uh, take an initiative to try and crack down on stuff. But uh, right now it's 948. This is KAGARadio.com, 99.5 FM. If you're watching on Facebook, smash the share button. And, and let us know what you have going on today. If you have a business, do you have video surveillance? Is that something you're interested in learning more about? Let us know in the comments. Um, you know, if you already are secure, that's cool. You know, I think taking any, any initiative, any step to prevent and protect your employees, to protect your, your customers and clients and even yourself and your investments is a good idea. It's a great yeah. idea. How can people get in contact with you? We got about 10 more minutes here, and then we're going to be talking about semi-professional soccer. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they can go to the website. The website is LighthouseVS, like videosurveillance.com, so LighthouseVS.com. Um, we, uh, we actually are working on producing content to kind of educate our prospective clients and just the, just the market and, you know, the, the public in, in general. Um, you know, I think that that's, uh, that's something that, that our industry is missing is, it just, you know, how do people get educated on this stuff? How do they keep, you know, who, like, for example, that example that I gave about uh, the, the false sense of security. How do people get educated on that? Because they're not going to get it pretty much anywhere else. So, um, so we're working on educating folks, and so we're producing content on the website. Uh, so our YouTube channel as well, Lighthouse Video Surveillance. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, of course, they, our number is uh, is on the website, or they can reach out with a with a contact us forum type of thing. You know, with you being the expert, you know, and and, and having Lighthouse Video Surveillance, whenever you go to a, a spot, or maybe one of your employees goes to a spot. Would you, I guess, give your honest opinion being like, okay, if this was me, my business, mm -hmm. there needs to be a, something here, here, there, so that way you can kind of scope everything. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, anytime that we bring an expert in, we always ask their, you know, their opinion first, and maybe you would ask mine, like, well, what are you trying to achieve? And then you kind of come together and say, this is the best solution. Is that how the, the process normally works? Absolutely. You know, uh, um, the, common, the common thought is whenever clients call us out, is that they instantly want to go look around and see where to put cameras, and uh, but we have to kind of we have to kind of reel them back and say, hey, before we go look around, let's take let's talk about your the problems. You know, let's talk about the what 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 why do we why'd you call us out here today? Or uh, and we can even educate them on some of the things that they may not even realize that they can protect themselves from, and that, then we go take a look at the property. So uh, uh, that that's that's a, that's one of the keys. You know. Um, uh, I wanted to point out something, you, you know, <laughs> we, we see this all the time. We're meeting with these clients. We'll ask them this question. Say, hey, you, on your system that you've been using for the past five years or any system in the past, how long does it take you to find video if something happened, right? Number one, people typically can't find it, okay? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but say, hey, if you knew exactly what time it happened, it happened at 2.45 on May the 2nd, how long does it take you to find the video? The most common answer is 10 to 15 minutes if they know what time it happened. And then we'll show them our system, and then it takes them takes us ten to fifteen seconds to pull it up. And people are just blown away. Wow! And, and then uh, then they'll say, "But Danny, you know, I, I never know I never know what time it happened. It just happened like over the weekend, right? That's typically what happens." I say, "Well, hey, hey, how long does it take you to find that?" They said, "Well, dang, that could take me all day to like sit there and look through the video and like hit fast forward and try to find it." And then we'll pull, we'll pull up literally a live system, and we'll say just. Let's say we want to see whenever this, this, this car left and we'll find it in like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, you know, so, and they're just, they're just blown away you know, at that technology. So that's, a, that's a, to me, that's a big game changer. And, and people will say, well, dang, I wish I knew that this system was around five years ago whenever I bought this system, my other system. And I have to be the bearer of bad news and say that we've been using this system for almost 10 years. So it has, it has been around. 
uh, people just don't know don't know about it. So we're trying to educate folks on the technology. You know, there was one time I've ever had to pull up my security cameras, and it's whenever a plant that's right outside my front door looked like it got chopped down, like somebody took a sciz- like scissors to it and just like cut like everything in the, in the <laughs> pot. I'm not. I'm very very happy that this is the only time. But my wife was like. What happened? Oh my goodness! What in the world happened? So I was like, I'm gonna get down to this. I, I went down. I looked at the security cameras. There's an app on my phone, and it was the weirdest thing. It was there, and I don't know if the wind did it or what, or somebody broke in and edited the video and then uploaded it to the to the cloud. But it was like there, and then it wasn't. I was like, I don't know what happened because I found the exact moment. Like, well, it's obviously there, and um. Now it's not. Mm-hmm. So I think Kurt might have broken, either cut it himself, edited First himself all, out of the video. I had no idea you had security cameras. There are things that I do around your your house. That I know everything that goes on around dang. my house, Kurt. So dang, I did not know this. Except for, so it wasn't you. Okay, he cleared himself. He wasn't him that edited the video. It's I, it's someone else. Okay, you know, that, you know that Louisville Slugger. I do know the Louisville Slugger. Yeah, you, you're gonna want to hit me with it. So, so did you see this bat? Did you hear us talking about this? <laughs> see, it's really intimidating when you do. Doesn't that look intimidating? That's how we started yeah. today's show. I like baseball, man. Uh, yeah, why are you holding it like that? Because the other way is like this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To stand there. <laughs> so this bat just came in on Friday. And take a look at, can you show people here? Yeah, I'll show our, our, our Facebook fam. And then uh, I'll also show... Mr. Danny Myers right there. It says number one oh, nice. station. So it must be true. Wow. <laughs> we have the best radio station you know, in I, the world. I was literally thinking about baseball bats last night, right? Because you, know, you think of security, right? Um, a lot of people saying, hey, you don't have a gun. Well, a lot of people, honestly, one of the best things to have by your bed to sleep good at night is, is a baseball bat. Something. People will just stick it by their bed or whatever. Because if you grab something... You, you don't typically have your gun just laying out to grab, right? Right. So, so hey, grab a bat. Yeah, anything. Yeah, and it's always good to have. It scares me. Have a plan in place. You know, something. Have if if you hear something, if something happens, you know, um, you just know. Like, we have a, a security system in my house, too, but there's there's like a panel in our room. There's one at the front at every door. So that way, if we need to, you can hit that or obviously call 911 mm-hmm. and then uh, have something to go knock Kurt out if he tries to break into my house. In I'm not breaking the- into your house, I promise. Well, not anymore. That there's a you know there's a camera system. Now that they're yeah, baseball bat. <clears throat> you gotta watch out for that. So so that these that camera system you said that thing happened at your front door. What what was that? Was that the ring or? No, it's not a ring. I actually had uh, well ADT, if I understand correctly, just purchased Protection One, and mm-hmm. so it was Protection One. Okay. A system that I have, a security system, and then I have cameras all around the outside. And then on the inside, there's these, like a snapshot. If there's like a glass breakage or something like that, yeah. it ends up to, and I'm, you probably know more than I do about that, it'll end up doing like a, a snap. Like a 10 second clip. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so you bring up a good point. And here's the thing. If you have a camera system, make sure you're testing it. Make sure you're testing it at least once a month. You know, the, just, you know. Record yourself doing something. You walk by, go back, and make sure it's recording. Yeah. And make sure that it's also not glitching or cutting out. You know, you'll have drop frames, things like that happen. If that's happening, you don't want it to happen. At the, you know, Murphy's Law says if it's going on, it's going to happen right when you don't want it to when happen. When you need right? it. When right? you need it the most. And so, I feel like the same thing applies for our technology, apparently. When things go wrong, it just, like, spring rolls. Like, 
why a mouse doesn't work when the internet's not working. Like, how does that make any sense? I don't know. Maybe God edited the video because he didn't want me to go take this baseball bat to figure out who okay, Kurt uh, actually cut the plant. It's so funny. Every time you pick up that bat and have it in the shot, like, the numbers just go through the roof because they feel like you're going to do something. <laughs> it's different. Like, share, share it out because Cardi's about to need to lose it. This is when Cardi loses it and takes out his bat on anger on everybody. No. Maybe. <laughs> so hey we're about out of time we have danny myers in studio with lighthouse video surveillance thank you for joining us is there anything else you'd like to share maybe remind people um how to get a hold of you anything at all no just go to lighthouse video surveillance or lighthousevs.com for uh, check us out all right we appreciate you stay tuned to khea radio 99.5 fm whenever we come back we're going to be talking about a sport i'll let you guess which one it is it's not baseball it's but not maybe baseball. maybe they could like letter a, a soccer or something Ooh. for a soccer ball. Get some printed on Bl- there. A like black this. soccer ball with gold lettering, just like that, and then we could have the baseball next to the soccer ball. It's a great. I idea. mean, is that possible? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I'm not a I'm not a mathematician or a I scientist. I don't know. I will tell you. I'm probably going to switch jerseys with the coach. Okay. You know, like that's what they do in soccer, right? Like you take your shirt off, okay. give it to the other guy. Oh, you're talking about the jersey swap. Well, like so. I'm thinking of Dwayne Wade, like in basketball, like yeah. how, like oh, this is their last season, and they kind of do like the picture at the end where they they do a jersey swap. But that's it started in soccer. At the end of every match, they give you like you trade every jerseys. match. They do that. Yeah, at the end of every like major match, they we'll have to the ask captains him. switch jerseys. I don't know. I got one thing you should check out. So you're talking about baseball bats. Mm-hmm. We have a video. We put it on on LinkedIn. It's kind of a short video. We'll have we have a long version we'll release, but basically. It's us taking a baseball bat to a bunch of different types of cameras to see what happens. Really? Yeah. So if you go to LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn. Uh, Don't give com. him ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to go to LinkedIn.com and do a search for Lighthouse Video Surveillance and bat, you know, or something like that. And I'm sure it'll pull up a video. Awesome. Smashing cameras with bats to see. That'd what be they're... pretty fun to watch, but also kind of heartbreaking. I would cry. <laughs> like it the cameras. It's like kind oh, of expensive. good camera gear. It's a little expensive, but uh, hey. How about in the future you just give me that camera gear and I'll use it appropriately? (laughs) Always breaks my heart when I see those things. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM taking a quick break. We'll come back talking soccer. Let's go get. What's up, folks? It was nice to meet you, Danny. Good to meet you, man. My poor taco fell. It's Danny Myers with Lighthouse Video Surveillance. Hanging on to the baseball bat. It is always good to have a little bit of uh, security around here. At this moment, I'm using this level slugger in case anything goofy goes on. But no, this is a really cool, uh, really cool gift. Shout out to, um, you know, Pastor Hallam. He actually got us this bat as well, and it's from the the Louisville Slugger uh, factory and museum over there in um, in Kentucky. We were over there last week. There was some cool stuff going on. So I've been uh, hanging out with this bat all morning if you're wondering why. Why does Guardy have a baseball bat? It's because it's awesome. And so we've been showing it off all morning. We're about to talk about soccer as we have been talking about video surveillance um, with Danny Meyer. So let me know what do you have going on today what are you up to this week? How are you going to be spreading some positivity? We are excited. Kurt, I don't know why. He's outside the studio like like I'm not like working in here. He's just over there uh, trying to distract me. But hopefully you guys are having a good one. I appreciate you taking the time. It is Monday. So TGIM, we are stoked. We're excited that they're – yeah, Kurt should not be wearing that shirt. That doesn't look like it's his size. He's trying to put it on. Kurt, that shirt's too – 
Oh, man. Kurt, the, that shirt is way too small. Yeah, that don't look right. But come on in. I, our numbers are going to go crazy. People, <laughs> That's fun. Oh, man. that That's very interesting. Here we go. Y'all are going to be able to see this. We're about to talk soccer. Kurt's not leaving anything to the imagination this morning. It's all hanging out as you will uh, oh, see. Sir, this way, this way. Yeah, that's why. There you go. Kurt. It's, I mean, it is a little bit. That shirt is, is about a, 10 sizes too the, small for you, man. Here's the worst part. It's an XL. <laughs> well, you know, actually, they come small. Well, <laughs> apparently. Is it a Like, it's a, it's it's, a tank it's top. It's a tank top, yeah. It's a tank top. Ooh. Are you cold? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what's go hey, what's up, Facebook? Hey, what's I'm your name? Take Brendan Keys, nice to meet you. Brendan? Yeah. Brendan. Keys? Keys, K-E-Y-E-S. Keys. Brendan Keys. And we're talking about uh, some some football. We're talking about soccer this morning. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Thanks for having us on. So, League City, semi-pro. What's the difference between semi-pro and straight-up pro? Well, you know, Major League Soccer, um, the big one. All the players, you know, getting paid good money. Some of them millions, but uh, most of them, you know, 100, 150,000 a year. Where semi-pro players... Most of them don't get paid. It's a stepping stone to the pro level. To the next level. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are you the are you the coach? Do you play soccer? Like, tell us a little bit about the what's, – what's the name of the club? Celtic FC America is the name of the team. Um, I'll rewind. I, I came to America in 1986 from Dublin, Ireland. That's cool. where I'm from originally. I came here to play pro soccer and uh, played with pretty much every pro team here in the Houston area. Um, the force, you know, the hurricanes. Yeah. And when I retired, I went into coaching and I bought the Houston Hurricane franchise probably about 14 years ago. And going forward, just up until last season, I just changed the name from Houston Hurricanes to Celtic FC America. As you can see, my love. Nice. Yeah. Celtic FC America uh, is the name of the team. Now. Is there a professional Celtic FC? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the biggest clubs in the world, best club in the world, as far as I'm concerned. They play in Glasgow, Scotland. I grew up as a wee lad in Ireland, and, um, you know, Celtic FC were my team growing up. They're a massive, massive club. Awesome. Hey, if you're watching on Facebook, thank you so much. Share this video out. Let us know what you got going on. Celtic FC America, located right here in League City, in right? In League City, yeah, correct. We play at Clear Springs uh, High School Stadium, so nice little stadium. Capacity is about 3,000. Perfect fit for us starting now. That's awesome. Yeah. How long you guys have been playing in League City? This is our first season, so we've only played three games. Uh, we're really unlucky this Saturday gone by. Probably had our best performance of the season. We were 2-0 up, 25 minutes to go. Ended up losing the game 3-2, a little hard on us. Um, I thought we were the better team, and uh, but that's football. It goes like that. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But we were short of players going into the game. Uh, we had a lot of injuries, so I had no bench. I only had 11 players, and in the heat, it was hard with the other team bringing off players off the bench, so that's what hurt us. If we had had the extra two or three players, we'd end up winning the game. So why didn't you call me up? <laughs> hey, you know, I should have, Kurt. <laughs> I, I would definitely have gone in there and would have, you know, roughed some people up. What position would you have played? I would definitely be the forward. I'd be the striker, you know. like The I glory. Would the, the glory hunter. Is that the I'm, good position? That's like the person who scores, right? Yeah, I mean, just, when I played professional, I was a striker. I was a goal scorer all my career. That's where I played. It's, just, just call me Pele. Just call you Pele. Actually, I met Pele in 1986. Um, here he came over. One of the pioneers of soccer in Houston, Peter Kane. He's yeah. an Englishman. Great guy. He's still around. He's in his 70s. Actually bumped into him at the gym a couple of years ago. 
he started professional soccer here in Houston. The original Houston Dynamo was owned by Peter Gain. Cool. Yeah. Hey, here's a comment. This is from Austin. Good morning, Austin. He said, ask Brendan about looking for his boots, and then he put in parentheses, cleats, <laughs> with a lighter when he was a boy back in, is it Bally, Ballymun in yeah, Dublin? Yeah, Ballymun. I knew Austin, you know, would have to do something like that to me. Uh, he knows the crack. He knows the story on that one. Um, I, I made up a story at the time. I was looking for my boots, um, you know, to go play, to go train. But the real story, I was just messing about with matches <laughs> and set the whole house on fire. So it was uh, Austin. Thanks a lot for that one. So, so you're from Ireland. You said from Dublin, right? I am from Dublin. Yeah. So, is soccer, football, that's the sport in 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 Ireland, or how does it go? What's the hierarchy? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, in Ireland, Gaelic football is probably number one. What it's, is Gaelic it's, football? It's a game that's played. It's it's like a soccer ball. Okay. But you can use your hands. It's it's more like inside. In, well, American football with the goals, you know, they go up the side. With the, you have the nets. If you score a goal, it's worth three points, and you kick it over the bar, it's one point. Um, it's physical. It's it's a lot rougher than soccer. So, you know, people say, uh, you know, why don't the Americans call it soccer? I'll put my hand up and say, in Ireland, you know, the footballers, we call it football. But as far as the Gaelic football, they will call it soccer. Okay. Because you have Gaelic football, you have hurling, and then you have soccer, and you have rugby, of course. But the Irish games... Or Gaelic football and hurling. You know, I so I'm a I'm a fan recently of, of MMA, and I think one of the best people to recently come out of of Ireland Conor is Conor McGregor, yeah. the notorious Conor McGregor. Are you a fan? Oh yeah, of course. Conor's from Crumlin, which is where my dad's from. Um, tough part of Dublin, growing up in the streets. I'm sure he had many fights, and he got into boxing, and then before going to uh, you know UFC. Yeah, his story just coming up and. And backing it up, you know, just being able to talk, it's entertaining. The dude was out there, you know, he coming from nothing almost and, and then making it to the, the level that he has of wealth and family and security for forever, yeah. you know, his, his family story. forever. Yeah. It's very inspiring. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Connor. Yeah, <laughs> Only one. So why did you end up coming and making the move from Dublin here to, to the States? I came to play pro soccer. I mean, that's why I came over in 1986. Unfortunately, not just in Houston, but in the United States, um, soccer can come and go. Back in them days, it was just a, it was a it was a small sport. It's still it's not up there with American football, baseball, or basketball, but it's mm. really grown. Um, so in 1986, if you had a pro team, uh, it was the Dynamos. It lasted about four years. It folded, and you had the Hurricanes. Again, it lasted I think six, seven years. I played on the Hurricanes in USL Pro, and um, and then you had a force for about I think a year. They actually folded in the first season, but they played about 20 preseason games. So I played with all of them clubs, but uh, hopefully this time Celtic, Celtic FC America is here to stay in this League City area. Awesome. So is there a schedule? Like when do you all play all games? Celtic FC America, it's right here in League City, which is super close. Yeah. We played three games already at home. Um, we're on the road in Austin this Saturday, and then we play again on the road, but it's not far. I'd let to go Katie. So I don't think we're back home till next month. Um, I, I don't know the date offhand, but it's I know it's next month. You know, what do you think of of the I guess atmosphere around soccer in America? You know, because every four years I become a huge soccer fan for the World Cup, but this year I I probably it's it's the next year I probably won't be a big fan because the United States isn't in it. Does the success of soccer really truly depend on that United States soccer team being? I mean, because you look at women's soccer, 
You know, they just won the World Cup. Yeah. For girls, it's huge. Yeah. But can we change that culture with the success of the U.S. national men's team? Well, let me correct you. They're, they're not out of the World Cup next time. They weren't in the last World Cup. The last Cup. one, yeah. that's why. Right. Yeah. But the one right now, you know, the qualifying is going on, and um, I'm sure they're going to make it. Yeah. Uh, it was unfortunate they, they didn't make the last one. And to answer your question, yeah, it hurt. Absolutely. You know, that fan base, the kids that want to play 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, they stop playing and go to other sports. Obviously, when you have success, it's, it's good for the sport to grow all the way around. Wow. So, it's in it's in League City. How many... How many teams are like in the league that y'all play in? Like, how far do you have to travel? Well, Air Division is the South Central. It's the Texas Division. There's six teams. Um, next year, we'll have ten in that division, and then we want there's divisions going to start up in Virginia, Carolina, Louisiana. Um, the goal is to have 32 teams in the Southeast regions. Okay, and Kurt was was wondering. Obviously, if he wants to, if he can try out for the team, but are y'all like, are y'all full, or do y'all need more, more people potentially? No, we, listen, we definitely would like more players. So this is a shout out. If you think you got what it takes, we need to bring in some new players. I cut six players a couple of weeks ago for various reasons. You know, not fit. You know, not committed, and just not making the grade. Um, and then, like I say, last Saturday, you didn't say that I'd be fit. <laughs> is that you, important? You, Hey, you got to be able to run for 90 minutes. You know, soccer players do it for 90 minutes, right? That's the joke. <laughs> I, can you run I can, for I like 90, 90, but if it goes into overtime, that 91 minutes, like, no. <laughs> no, sir. no, no overtime or extra time, as we call it, in, in regular season games, just in playoffs. But uh, you definitely <laughs> you definitely have to be fit to play the game, and we do need players. So a shout out. If you want to try out, give me a call. You know, I know we got two minutes before we go on to the FM. So you're listening to KHEA Radio. You know, we're on live on Facebook. If you're watching, go ahead and share this video out. Share it out. Let people know. That's how we grow. We got about 10,000 likes here on Facebook because of people like you who tune in. And we're. And Celtic FC America. Yes. But I do have a couple of comments. First Celtic. of all, James says, Hey, Brandon. Give me that bat, bro. So he wants this bat, apparently, which, first of all, we just got this bat on Friday, and it says radio station number one, KHEA Radio. But also number two, I see uh, Gwen says, hey, honey, looking great, but get rid of the gum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby, here you go. <laughs> I love it. If you got any questions for us or questions um, for Brandon, please just drop them in the comments. We love hearing from you. If you're tuning in, tell us where you're watching from. We'd love to to learn about more more of what you are, uh, who you are, and what you're doing. Yeah, I'm sure you have some friends that are still, you know, in Ireland, maybe even family as well. Are they able to to root on the team from back there? They follow oh, yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the hoop shirts are famous all over the world. Um, that's another reason why I wanted to change the name to Celtic FC America. So we send shirts back home to Ireland, Scotland, you know, all over, um, all over the world, because people want to wear the, the hoops. So is that what it's called, the hoops? So, yeah, we the nickname of the club. You know, people call them the boys, the hoops, the Celts. You know, so yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. That's what's up. Yeah. You know, um, my wife, she's been to Ireland, and I have never been. I've been to Scotland, but I would love to go. You know, never, never gone before. Like, what can you expect? Is it's a different culture than here? Oh, completely. I mean, everything is new here in the United States, and especially in Texas, all the big buildings are back home. You know, you could have houses two and three hundred years old. Like my mother's house, well, my mom passed away about seven years ago, and the house that she had in London was, you know, over 200 years old. Wow. So it's, it's, a, it's a different culture, different vibe over there. Um, it's a lot older. 
but very cool. Worth you know, worth going to see. All right, we're gonna go on the on the FM right now. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. It's 10-12, and we are excited. We're switching it up. We're talking about... Shark Week. Well, <clears throat> Shark Week is going on. That <laughs> okay, is okay. correct. And that's very important, and we're going to be, I don't know, figuring out I what's going on like with that. I feel like the shark, like, that would be my nickname if I was on the pitch. Like, I would be <laughs> the shock. Like, people would be like, oh, not the shock. Not the shock. He's gonna. He's gonna score. <laughs> no. It's po- yeah, it's possible. I don't know. You. you <laughs> Somebody signed this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> Talking alone. He has a job. Man, I used to ref soccer when I was a, a little little lad. You know, like. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the Irish no. brogue is coming out. <laughs> a little bit. No, when I was. Uh, I'm gonna use a- this bat on you. <laughs> <laughs> we had a youth soccer league, and uh, I loved playing soccer. That was like, you know, in the fall. That was what I did on a Saturday, and I I was like, I want to make some extra money, so I would ref, and then I started giving the little six-year-old kids red cards, and they're like, we can't have a ref doing that. Yeah. So we have Brendan Keys in in studio, and Brendan, what do you have going on? I like your, uh, you said it's a hoop, like the the hoops? Yeah, the hoops, you know, designed for the shirt, the hoops. Okay, I got you. that's the kind of nickname for the team, the hoops, the sells, the boys. Yeah. So what's the name of the team? Uh, where are you guys located? And how can somebody go and watch and support? Okay. Celtic FC America is the name of the team. And we play at 501 Palomino Lane. It's Clearpring's uh, High School Stadium in League City. All right. And this is a soccer team, right? It's a semi-pro soccer team. It is, yeah. Y'all travel and, and have a have a league that y'all participate in. Correct. We play in a, It's called USSL Pro. Um, it's the air division is in Texas, but the league is all over the Southeast. And, you know, right now we're traveling to Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. We play in New Orleans in preseason games. Um, we'll go as far as, uh, Florida, um, Mississippi, places like that. And you, you're from Dublin, Ireland. I am indeed. Great country. Yeah. And you moved here in the eighties to, to play soccer pro. 1985, 86. I came over here. What was that that switch like? You know, moving from you know Ireland in the '80s, coming to America. What what kind of switch? Like, what what were your first thoughts? You're like, hey, I like it here, or like, yeah, it's gonna take some getting used to. Well, it was always a dream of mine to come to America when I was a little kid. I used to watch all the TV shows and all that stuff. People, you guys will laugh at me when I say this, but Dallas was so huge back in Ireland. Everybody would watch it. Yeah. So it was a dream come true. When I landed in Texas, it was so different than anything I'd ever seen before. So I, it was amazing. I loved it. Fell in love with the place right away, and uh, I just said, "I want to stay here. I don't. I don't want to go back." <laughs> as much as Ireland's a beautiful country, I like the lifestyle here in Texas. I really do. Yeah, you were mentioning that a lot of things are are like older. Like yeah. I say, it's a two hundred. It's a village almost. We actually had a. Uh, there was two girls who, whenever I was like in junior high, they lived in our house. They were moving down here for school, and so they stayed at our house. But they were both from Ireland, and they would try. And I grew up in Lamarck, so it's like you know a five minute drive from from here where we're at today but they're like oh i'm just gonna walk to the church I'm like you can't walk up and down i-45 they're like no it's not that far it's only like five miles i do this all the time back yeah. home at, in the village or whatever yeah. they call it. it's just a different vibe it is yeah i mean my dad came over here and the same thing he'd be walking up and down people were stopping and we were asking him are you okay because they weren't used to people walking around yeah but uh yeah just there's not a lot of paths in, in houston area but in mm-hmm. ireland just paths for everybody to walk around and Cool. You know, our our pastor, Pastor Walter Hallam, loves going to Ireland. He's been a, a bunch, hasn't he? Oh yeah, he, he started going in the '80s as well, just like ministering. And he has some Irish Irish roots. 
um, if you looked at him, you'd be like, yeah, you you can tell, you know, just by, yeah. just by looking at him. But um, yeah, Ireland, it's a beautiful country. I haven't had the opportunity to go. I would love to. Do you get to go back often? I do. I go back pretty much every year. In fact, uh, my wife and I um, are going to go back. We're trying to get tickets to a Celtic Rangers game. It's a tough game to get tickets to. Um, I believe it's right New Year's, just before New Year's. And that's in Scotland, so we'll stop in Ireland for a week and maybe in Scotland for five days. It's it's beautiful. Okay, so if someone's never been to a Celtic FC America's, you know, match, what can they expect when they when they show up? It's high level, for, you know, it is high level soccer game. I mean, it's the fourth division, uh, level four in America. You know, you have MLS, which is the top level, USL one and two, and then us. And there's other leagues that are fourth level, like MPSL also. Um, it's $10 to get into the game. Kids are free. Um, would have paid that old ticket. Anybody in CCISD is also free, or any registered kid that plays in the Bay Area with any any club is free into the games. So we want to encourage all families to come out. The games are usually on a Saturday, uh, early afternoon, 2.45 kickoffs. Um, you know, come on out and have a great time and watch some good football. And, you know, when you're up 2 nothing and then ended up losing 3-2, to two, it's got to be fun for the fans, right? It's uh, like, oh, no! You know, it was a great game against a team that were unbeaten. So going into it, um, it was always going to be a tough game. But we dominated the match. We were 2-0 up, like I say, with about 25 minutes to go. But the guys got fatigued and we had no bench. We had 11 players in that game. In fact, I had my goalkeeper, because I had two goalkeepers in that 11, and one of my goalkeepers played on the field. So, you know, they had a big advantage having 18 players where they had, you know, seven guys on the bench. They can bring guys off the bench and – Give him a breather. It was 95 degrees. It was hot out there. Do you ever just get the itch, or do you go out there and be like, give me my shin guards, give me my boots, uh, I, I, you know, I'll do it myself. We're going to well, win this game. You know, I did. You know, someone said to me, Coach, did you bring your cleats with you? And I didn't. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not registered to play, and I'm 55 years old now. I'd probably get hurt if I went down there, but I'm young guys. They're just whizzing by. So you know, or you teach them. You know, this is how you do it. You know, it's fifty-fifty. Well, well I'm doing that in practice twice a week. Hey. But uh, you know, we got a good team. We'll come back. This is going to be a good learning experience for these guys. It's the first time they've played at national level, where all of these other teams they've played at national level before. My team is the youngest team in the league, so next season we'll be good. You know, I play FIFA. All the time. I love playing video, FIFA video, games, video right? games, right? It's so much fun. And I actually I play I play with the Houston Dynamo and I've gotten so good that I'm like, I'm the best. With the Houston Dynamo and everyone's like, Who you play with? I'm like, Houston Dynamo and they're like, Dude, do you do you don't even play? Like Come on, and they they're listing all the Europe teams. I'm like, No, I go over there and I, I beat them with the Houston Dynamo. But that's, I trade. That's impressive. I, I've I've gotten really good where I had to trade for all the good players, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, so like I've had to I've had to spend a lot of money to make the Houston Dynamo good, but yeah. they're good. Yeah, the best player. Who's who's generally considered the best uh, soccer player in the world? Pele. Uh, Pele well, used to be. Yeah, Pele. People, will, it's arguable. Pele in his time definitely was the greatest soccer player, but today I'd say I'd have to go with Messi, for mm -hmm. me personally. It's I think really he has it all. You know, he's he's got the best skills. He's a team player. He brings all his teammates into the game. Um, and he doesn't shout and, and say he's the best, you know, unlike another player I know, Ronaldo. <laughs> I was going to say, he's the most – he's probably the biggest ticket item, I guess, isn't he? He makes the most money. Yeah, well, I think Messi is actually the highest paid. He's, Ronaldo probably makes more money because, you know, the looks and all that off the field marketing. But, um, but Messi is 
Messi is the highest paid and the best. In my opinion, he's the best player. Our so- soccer players are, I think, like the highest paid. In he's the on world, a million. Right? He's on a million dollars a week. Messi a week. That's nuts. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, little six-year-old who was making three million dollars a month just from like YouTube, YouTube, YouTube toy unboxing. Shh. You yeah, know, but he's the... making a million dollars a week. Yeah, I went into the wrong field. I went into radio where we make no money a week. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I should have been in soccer. Is there still a chance for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even think about it. Did you see that? That's ridiculous. You know, <laughs> this interview's over. Stick to, hey, stick to, stick to the video game. <laughs> FIFA. You can live your dreams in FIFA. Are, are there a way to watch the games, like live streamed or, or online yeah, we, or radio? Yeah, some of the teams that we played against, you know, came in and videoed uh, live stream. Um, we will probably do the last two games. We've only got two more games at home. So we'll do the last two games live stream. How do we get those on our Facebook page? Because I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Or like even have like a radio play-by-play of the soccer match. Why don't you guys come out and do it? That'd be great. We should have you do a live game. I would try, but I would butcher it because I don't know all the link. Kurt would be like, and the lad has the ball and the foot and the man. Goal! I could do the goal. Like, goal! It would be so much fun. There's so much passion in those, in those commentators. They're There's good. so much passion in the players after they score. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, the Hispanic commentators, to me, they're, they're the best. You know, they, they have the passion for it. And then, of course, the commentators back home. The Americans are still learning the game and all that. It's just yeah. like when I go home and watch the NFL in Europe, I'm like, man, these guys are clueless. You need to have the American commentators for the NFL. If you're not, if you're not talking about the pitch, I mean, are you really even a commentator? Come on. Come on. <laughs> See, I don't even know what that means. The pitch is but the But I would learn. Yeah, right? so the you, pitch is so the you on the pitch. If you call up actually your number at the end of the message, it tells you see you on the pitch when you call the league office. So at the end of the message, it's like, see you on the pitch. Hey, I like that. See? KHEA Radio, <laughs> see you on the pitch. That's cool. Hey, that's pretty good. That's see? Cool. He's been he's been practicing on it all morning. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for this opportunity to show off my soccer knowledge. Yeah, it's 1022. This is KHEA Radio.com, 99.5 FM. We're streaming on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you. Let us know. Have you heard of Celtic FC America? Have you been to one of the the soccer matches? Share this video out. That's the most important thing. And then also do some reacts and tag a friend so that way we can let as many people know as possible. You can watch some semi-pro soccer here in League City, Texas. I want to know where people are watching from. So drop kind of in the comments where are you watching from because we want to know. Who's tuning in? Who's who's watching? Where are you watching from? Drop a location below. I just want to see where, where everyone's listening from. Because soccer is, you know, if you're talking about, fo- like, American football, right? Like American football is only for American, you know? And right. basketball, yeah, there's there's people who play. But, again, it's a mainly an Americanized sport. It's growing. Soccer is probably, when you look at it, the world sport. That's where the world sport. everybody plays it. Is, it is, without a doubt. More people watch our game than any other game in the world. It's the number one. I mean, the World Cup every four years is it's the most watched sporting event in history. How old know. is soccer? It's been going on for, for a long uh, time. Air, Air Club or Celtic was founded in 1888, but, I, you know, I don't know. There's there's an argument there of who founded the game. The, the Brits claim they founded it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Being an Irishman, I don't even want to go agree with that. <laughs> and some of the Chinese said they were playing it before them, so uh, I think the English would claim to it. So everybody kind of is like, well, we started it, and yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's a cool game. It's a cool game, and it, what's easy about it is, well, there's nothing easy about it, but you can play with just a ball. You just need a field and a ball. You don't have to have a lot of money. Baseball, it gets expensive, you know. Yeah, all the gear. I mean, soccer can as well, but like you say, it's. A, I think out of four sports here, 
It is the cheapest to play for the kids. For yeah, sure. to get started, yeah. you just need a ball and some yeah. friends and a, and a passion, and and, yeah. and you can work at it and, and make it to the highest level if you have the dedication, the genetics, and you know things fall in order. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, um, speaking of, you know, kind of like a world <laughs> sport, you know, what's next for you guys? Where, you know, this is the first season, but do you have plans for the future, and what does that plan look like? Well, yeah, I mean, I started off, I, I didn't tell you about this, I started off in the Texas Premier Soccer League seven years ago. I actually started the league. I owned the league. I was the president of the league. And uh, I took it as far as I, you know, basically could. There was eight teams in the in that division. And uh, I brought in a couple of partners, guys that know the game, uh, local businessmen. Um, Ricardo Alacron, one of my buddies. <laughs> He's from uh, Bolivia and Alberto Escobar. And these guys came in with me in the TPSL in the last season, and we decided that we wanted to do a national league, um, and that's where USL, USSL, uh, Bert became uh, came about. So this is our first season. I am actually the president of the league we play in, um, and we have the vice president Escobar, and then the CEO is um, Alacron. Okay. So. Hey, I've seen a couple people say this. But they're saying, uh, hail, hail. Is that like one of y'all's, like a chant or something you'll have? It's on the back. No, it might be not on the back of this one, but it's on it's on your shirt I gave you. Hail, hail, I'm on the hoops. I'm on the hoops, boys. There's some, yeah. uh, the hoops. Yeah, there you go. You see, it's, hail, on the, hail. it's on the shirt that I gave him. Cool. So yeah. this is uh, one of the jerseys. That's a tank top version of, the, of that jersey yeah. right there. Celtic yeah. FC America. And if if it, I put this on and run out onto the pitch, are you going <laughs> to let me play? Nah. <laughs> you just don't look like you have the physique to do it. Sorry, man. What what kind of sure, shape do you have to be in to be able to play soccer? He's used to it. He's yeah, okay. I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm okay. To play soccer at, at this level, at the highest level, you got to be in extremely good shape. Yeah, like I, I just said a few moments ago, I cut some players who weren't dedicated. You know, I was telling them to do some running outside of the practices we had to get in shape. And they didn't, so they got cut from the team. You have to be in top shape to play at this level. Yeah, I mean, this is the fourth division level in the United States, and you got to be fit to go in 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And you can tell, I'm sure, like at practice, of like, hey, obviously they haven't been putting that extra work in, yeah. Yeah. and maybe that we're not for you because yeah, there's exactly. other people that are probably itching for an opportunity. Oh yeah, there's plenty. I mean, at the beginning, the tryouts, we probably had 300 kids try out overall over the different tryouts, and you narrow that down to about 40, and then. Getting close to preseason, maybe 28. Yeah. And then 22 is just the number you want. We're actually small now. We've only got 16 players, small squad. So we want to bring in six players if uh, anybody's interested in trying out. Just cool. Hey, has the city of, of Leak City or even, I guess, the school district allowing you all to be able to use that that soccer stadium, have they been pretty cooperative with you guys? Yeah, Clear Springs has been great. I mean, I love the stadium. I mean, it, it is expensive for, for me because I'm the one who has to come up with the funds to play there as the owner of the team but yeah they've been fantastic i mean it's the first season in there so it's going to take time to build and get out there in the league city area and and you know get sponsors and stuff like that um i think i told kurt this might have been you but i bought some land in the market about three years ago nine acres in bayou park and the plan was to build my own soccer complex in there and at the time uh, tillman fatida who owns the rockets now um, he was he was sponsoring my team every year for six years, you know the team I had the Hurricanes before that, um, but we moved, and when we moved, I guess you know we were in Galveston originally, went from Galveston back to Houston, and now back to the League City area. Different name of teams. There was Galveston Pirates when I started, Houston Hurricanes, and now Celtic FC America. So three different names, 
But, uh, you know, I, I guess he's busy with the Rockets now, so he's not not doing anything. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and give him a call. Let's put him on Bluetooth. Uh, we can call Mr. Get him Fertitta. On there and tell him to write a check. Yeah, Mr. Fertitta, let's let's do some some big stuff. We get stuff. a finder's fee for that, right? And, uh, I just want to say hi. I mean, uh, shake out his of hand. The I'm four million guy, that he's gonna give. I just want a mill, you know. Well, the Ro- he bought the Rockets for two billion, you know. Yeah, so. he's loaded. He's loaded. But he he was great to us, man. He, he you know he looked after us for uh, like I say six years. We used the hotel, the Holiday Inn Resort down there when the teams came in to play us. Yeah, we'd put them up, and it was it was good. So, do you still own that land in Lamarck? I do. Is there future plans? Is that the potential for that? Honestly, or? I have it for sale right now because what happened was um, a major sponsor. I bought that land on the promise of this sponsor coming in, and it didn't go through for me. I'm not going to say who because I don't know. Sure, but uh, it didn't come true. And hey, I'm just a work. I'm a working guy. Yeah. I have a dream. I mean, if I was in trying to make money, I'd do something else. I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my passion. It's my love. And I just don't have deep, deep enough pockets to uh, to develop that by myself. Is it over? You said you said Bayou Park, like yeah, a Highland Bayou in, Park? Yeah, it's in Bayou Park behind Ron Hoover. Oh, yeah. See, Ron Hoover, it is a shout-out for you there. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. I want to go look. I want to Yeah. Kurt, buy that land. <laughs> Let's take the land or um, develop the team. Let's build I'll, I'll the give stadium. You, I'll give you a deal on it, Kurt. You got the money? He'll let you. Uh, I work in radio. Does he get to be on the team? <laughs> He's like, I'll trade you. I'll buy the land if I could be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lose lose situation for you. <laughs> oh, man. So right now it's 1029. This is KHEA Radio.com 99.5 FM. We're springing to Brendan Keys, uh, Celtic FC America. And League City doing some really cool things, some big things. If you want to to get involved, maybe you want to watch uh, them them play. When is the next time that y'all are going to be out there in League City? Uh, you put me on the spot. The website uh, has all the schedule on there. It's um, www.celticfcamerica.com. Maybe you can look it up for me real quick. Um, but the website has the schedule. I want to say it's um, September. Let me see. September 3rd, maybe? September 3rd. Okay. Is that the next game? So Celtic FC, what's the website one more time? Uh, It's the, sorry, go ahead with that. Yeah, CelticFCAmerica.com. I know the next four games we're away. We're on the road. This Saturday we're away in Austin. Then we're away again in Houston. Okay. So I want to say the next, the next. August 31st? Does that sound right? Yeah. 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 And then again the week after that, right? We play back-to-back home games the last two games? I've only seen the August 31st okay. one. I'm sorry. Right. He's uh, he's an expert soccer player on FIFA. Not that good at reading schedules. <laughs> Navigating websites. Well, We're just, still working on that part. Just so you know, if you're on there, the home team is always the first team. So if you see a second, that means we're away. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, what are some misconceptions I think that maybe generally Americans have about, about soccer that the rest of the world sees but maybe – America hasn't really opened up to it yet. Well, you know, like he was saying earlier on, like Kurt said, American soccer, uh, the women are the best in the world. They've, I think they've won three World Cups. And I think the reason for that is because they started before women's soccer around the world. You know, soccer in Ireland, um, a friend of mine, Noam Hall, he's actually coming over. He's in his 80s now. He coached the women's Irish national team. And he's coming over at the end of August. And he's going to help me out for a couple of weeks with the team. And he, some of the stories he was telling me about you know, soccer back then, women's soccer, it was, it was terrible. They had no money. They couldn't travel. They had to do fundraisers. Where in America, they, you know, they're backed. I mean, even though they're, they're complaining about not getting backed, they get backed. 
more than any other soccer team, women's soccer team uh, in the world. Yeah. But as far as, you know, here, I mean, there's so many options uh, for kids to play. You got baseball, you got basketball, you got football, you got hockey, you know, and then you got soccer. Um, I mean, me personally, soccer is the best game in the world, but I, I love NFL. I love baseball. Baseball was my first love when I came to America. I fell in love with baseball. Really? I used to go to all the Astros games. Yeah. I, can, I name all them players even right now. I mean, I loved it. Um, the NFL, it took me a long time to get into, but baseball, I loved. Um, it, it's my favorite American sport. So baseball is your favorite American sport? Oh, without a doubt. Maybe, were you able yeah. to follow on the Astros, you know, was that 2017? Yeah, with that World oh, yeah. Series? I that's, was there. It's a blast. I, I actually remember we were playing a game um, in Houston against the Dutch Lions, and they had this really cool bar. Afterwards, we went back and watched the, the, the game, the Astros, you know, uh, unbelievable, the atmosphere. It's yeah, fantastic. it's just different, and yeah. they're you know they're putting together a season. They started out hot, and yeah. uh, they you know Carlos Correa came back, hit his first career grand slam, and then I think they dropped one. But uh, you know they got a great team, and they're still young, yeah. and they got some great players. So it's exciting to see and be yeah. a part of and watch. If you want to sponsor the team, how does somebody do that? Because I just dropped a link for the sponsor, but how can somebody sponsor the team and be a part of and help support you guys? Yeah, I mean, all the information is up on the website, but they can contact me directly. I'm more than happy to meet with them, bring them a sponsorship package. Uh, like Mike Diaz, shout out to Mike Diaz, uh, one of the best lawyers around. He's on the front of the shirts. He's our title sponsor. Um, like we had Holiday Inn Resort on there, um, Dr. Key Shouter. Yeah, Dr. Key Shouter was great for us. His son played on my team, so he sponsored for a number of years. Uh, Kaizen Sports. Who do our kids absolutely fantastic uh my own key sportswear so if i'm missing anybody i'm sorry guys but uh you know it's been great we've had some back in over the years but we definitely need more i mean it's not easy to run a minor league soccer team it takes a lot of money um and so we do need help yeah but, you know i've seen the soccer the soccer jerseys the kits that they all over the world like even the big leagues where you know, in Europe or here or wherever, yeah. they got the the sponsors on it. Right. And then uh, basketball, like maybe a year or two ago, actually two years ago, they opened it up to like, hey, maybe yeah. they're on to something. Yeah. Let me sponsor this jersey for however long. Right. So, But that's pretty standard in soccer. Right? Yeah, you know, I did, until you mentioned I didn't realize that about baseball. They never had sponsors on the shirts recently. But you, you see some of the Mexican leagues and there's sponsors all over the shirts. Covered I don't up like and that. Down. I don't yeah. like that. I mean, you know, I think there should be a limit, two or three sponsors on a shirt. Um, but I'd like to have them three sponsors. Yeah, give me there. those three, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like you front, front, back, and maybe one on the sleeve, you know, be nice. Yeah. So. That's where basketball's headed, right? Like, basketball's thinking about it, right? Basketball has one sponsor. Uh, two years ago, the Rockets, the first year, they didn't have one. Uh, then last year, they had, it's, it's actually called Rocket, R-O-K-I-T. Mm. Um, and they're put right there. It's a little rocket, but it's the exact same colors as the rocket, so it kind of blends in better than some of the other ones. Like the LA Clippers is Bumble, and so it says straight up Bumble, <laughs> like on the Los Angeles Clippers jersey. That uh, that Texaco, you know, when, when the drivers at the end are talking like the Dupont, you know, Chevrolet, you know, team, team, you know, yeah. where they're just like listing off all. I can't even like think of all of the sponsors that they usually have. For but NASCAR? It's like, yeah, for NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Ridiculous. the DuPont yeah. Chevrolet that's sponsored by, you know, Formula One racing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> that's stop. pretty big in Texas, the, the racing. 
the drag racing and the Formula One and all that. I like that myself. Yeah. Well, we were at Bay Area Raceway, which is in Dickinson, racing go-karts this past weekend, and Kurt was acting like he was on the, <laughs> the NASCAR racetrack. They wrecked wrecking people. me. They wrecked me. They knew that in order – because I was going to win. Okay, first of all, I was pretty good. I'm a pretty good race car driver. Of course. But the they, best. They they teamed up. Like FIFA. The three of them came at me and <laughs> bam, like hit me in the back, and I was yeah. like – and it shook me. Yeah. It shook me. You shook to the core. I was shook to the core. You ever and go out to Baytown to do a drag racing out there? The Baytown? The, yeah. There's the a drag the race purple, purple Heart Raceway, right? I don't know what it's called, but the drag racers. I mean, the proper oh, drag racers. Awesome. Yeah. NHRA was, is, goes there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I've been one time. I need to get Guardy out there because I think he'd have a blast with that. And after you saw me on Saturday. I feel like you, you got it. Yeah, I, might, I might have what it takes. You know, this is a comment from James Williams. He said, hey, ask Brendan about the 67 on his shirt. What's up with the 67? Yeah, well, you know, I wear the number 67. It's when Celtic won the European Cup. It's now called the Champions League, 1967. So, uh, yeah, I'm the only one. The head coach wears number 67. That's the reason for that. The, the actual team, um, the Celtic team that won that, um, it'll never happen again. All the players came within 20, 30 miles of paradise, of Celtic Park. Yeah, what we call a paradise. So yeah, that's why we're that's the sixty-seven. Hey, that. the numbers that soccer players have, does it go by position or does it go by like, hey, you're the best player, you get this number? You know, obviously the coach, you get your pick, like, hey, sixty-seven. <clears throat> yeah, in the old days, actually, it used to be like just one, two, eleven. So number one was the goalkeeper, two be right full back, three be left full back, four be in the center, mm-hmm. five, you know, six, seven, eight midfielder, ten, eleven forwards. But now it's all players just wearing whatever number they want. You know, some guys wearing 47, 58, you know. 99, doesn't matter. It's going to look look crazy, you know. Now, I prefer, I guess, the old style where it was just 1 to 11 and then your bench should be 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you you said you were a forward? Is that what you're a striker? I was a striker. When I I came over, um, I played minor. I was number 20. I wanted number nine because a striker, like I said, the old days, number nine. But uh, the owner of Hurricanes, Joey Serelta, good friend of mine. So, Joey, shout out to you if you're listening. And uh, I got number 20. And we used to play at uh, Butler Stadium, some games at Delmar Stadium back in the, the 90s when I was playing. And, um, yeah, it was fun. We used to have, you know, 500 to maybe 1,000 fans at the Houston games. Wow. But away from home, it was great. You could, you know, you go play in Chicago and have 20,000 fans at the game. What's that like, playing uh, in front of that many people? It, it is. It's, it's a buzz. I mean, it really is. So that's why Texas is, was kind of, you know, way behind in soccer, but it's caught up now. You know, you go to a Dynamo game now, and you can have 22,000 fans packed into the new stadium downtown. And they have the ladies' uh, team as well, the yeah, Dash. Yeah, the Dash. Yeah, James Clarkson is the head coach of the Dash. It's, it's great. I'm happy for James. You know, I know James well because we used to – my team would play against the U23 Eastern Dynamos and friendly games. And that's another thing we're going to set up. We're going to sell to FC America – we're going to set up a preseason game against uh, the Dynamo U23 team. So if we have that at uh, Clear Spring Stadium, I'm hoping we can get about 1,000 fans at that game. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be a great time. Yeah. You know, yeah. with with this uh, being a, a newer a newer team, so Celtic FC America being a, a newer team, let's say like three years from now, you have some players that make the step and they end up going to you know one of the higher leagues. Would that be like a, like a good feeling or being like, I need my good players? I do it all. I'm an agent as well, so <laughs> there I, you go. I, yeah, yeah. I have players that have already went on to play in the pros. Over, I've been doing this for 30 years here in, in Houston, so I've represented um, probably over 100 players. But in the last seven years, at least one player from my team 
has went on to the big time to the pros. Wow. So it happens. Last year was the first time that we didn't have a player go from the team to the pros. So hopefully this year we can we can get somebody again to go. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So it's 1039. Uh, this is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. Um, we're excited. We're talking to Brendan Keys about Celtic FC America right here in League City, Texas. If you are a fan of soccer, maybe you're a fan of watching sports at the highest level, there is something available for you right here in our backyard. Uh, I had I had no idea. Kurt mentioned it to me. How did you even stumble across this? He called me Saturday morning and was like, "Hey, is this KHEA Radio? It's like somebody who I don't know who you said." James uh, James um, gave me your number. James. He's a friend. He's a friend. James. Oh, what's his last name? He's gonna kill me now. <laughs> Vickery Williams. Uh, the chef. The chef. James. The chef. Oh, oh Chef James. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in Texas City. Yeah. Yeah. He does some cool stuff. Yeah. He's a great guy. Man. Often. Yeah. He said like, "Hey, um, I I, I want to see if you guys could promote my game." Definitely. And I was like, "Yeah, we can easily." So I found the graphic and I said, "Hey, why have you on the phone? Let's schedule you in to be a guest on our show." Yeah, I appreciate it. And now we're. I I think you and I need to honestly sit down and figure out: Is there a way? Because I would love it. I mean, it would be a little bit of work or find out maybe we can get intern Eldritch to do some. <laughs> Eldritch like, sure. <laughs> some videoing of be fun. doing some live streaming, you know, where we set up a few cameras with our gear or something and figure out if that's something we can do. Yeah. You know, that'd be awesome. I think video like at this level, because you have to have a passion to be able to do this at any level, but then to make it to, you know, Celtic FC America, you know, you're not getting paid, you know, a million dollars a week like uh, some of the players are. So you have to really love it, and you have to work your tail off, I'm sure, yeah. to be able to stay at that level and hopefully move. That would make, like, good reality TV yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. you got to have the passion for it. So we're, how has soccer changed from the 80s whenever in America, whenever you came over and were playing professionally, to today? Oh, it's, it's like night and day. The, the level has gone up as well because you have better coaching. The Americans know how to coach the game better. Um, the coaching clinics are better. The courses, you know, are much improved. From back in the day when I, you know, I took my coaching course, the American one I'm talking about, and I want to say 1995 in University of Tampa. And in all honesty, at the time to me, the course wasn't that good. Yeah, it really wasn't. After mm -hmm. doing, especially doing the course back in Ireland, um, you know, I, I just thought the guys giving it the course didn't know what they were doing. But you go take a course now uh, with USSF, and it, it's fantastic. You know, there's great people involved at the top all the way down. So it's getting better. It's growing. So the soccer education, that's the most important thing. If you're getting taught by the wrong people right from the beginning, it's no good for the game. But if you have the right coaches involved, and still in some clubs, I mean, in, even in MLS, it's, it's, there's some coaches in there that really shouldn't be. And, and you got a lot of guys that are more qualified that don't ever make it at the top because it's you, you know. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, that's the way it is sometimes. Wow. Who, who's the best player on your team? Uh oh. Oh, man, you put me on the spot. I oh, am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not leaving until you answer <laughs> and say my name. <laughs> well, definitely, probably the most technical player would be Andy Garcia. He's a midfield player, great kid. Um, you know, and he does a lot off the field as well. He works really hard. So I would have to say him just, just because all around he, he wants it. He wants to be a pro player. I actually sent him up to, um, to a USL pro team last season. And what one of my other players won, two of them went up there, and that's the, neither one of them make it. One was going to get offered a contract, but he got injured. He tore his ACL um, in the last game, 
And wow. they were they were calling me the whole the whole weekend. They were saying this guy's great. He scored in the first game. He scored in the second game. He scored in the third game. The fourth game, they even won one zero. He scored a goal again, and then in the ninetieth minute, he tore his ACL. So they said keep in touch, but you know how that works out. Now Andy, I don't know if it was nerves or what, but I'll do it again for Andy because um, he gives everything on the field, one hundred percent. He works hard off the field. Just a great kid all the way around. Hey, this is a comment from Maximo. He said, hey, watching from uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Great guy. He used to play with me, Max. Hey, Max, how you doing? Shout out to you. Yeah. And his brother, Mickey, who lives in this area. They're from this area right here. That's cool. Yeah, Max is a good guy. So you've, you've had the opportunity to, I'm sure, play with and meet and go all over the world because of, of the sport. Yeah, you know, I've been over to India many times. I coached in Thailand for, for a year. Um, but it's been mainly here in the United States. I went back to Ireland, did some coaching courses. Um, you know, Scotland and England and all over the UK. Wow. So, yeah, it's been fun. Here's another comment. This is from Paul. He said, hey, do you sell the green and white hoop shirts? Y'all sell those? Yes, of course. Always. Yes. It, it was from Paul. Paul McCutch. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't want to put your name. Oh, yeah. Just, so I, I shared right before I came in here, I shared in a bunch of the Celtic groups. Yeah. So shout out to all the boys back home in Scotland and Ireland and wherever you are. Yes, we sell the hoop shirts. Yeah, cool. Get in touch with me. You know, when is the the Celtic FC America going to make the, the journey to Ireland to go play? You know, that's a great question. We talked about that actually last week. Um, we we tried to take the Hurricanes there. It never did come off. I would love to take Celtic FC America to, to Glasgow or to Dublin or to both and play games. And we, we do want to do that. Obviously, it takes maybe 50K, yeah. <laughs> 50K to pull it off. But, yeah, that would be a dream to do that. That'd be, be cool. So the people that are currently on your team, are they having to work or maybe go to school, full-time jobs, part-time? What are, yeah. they, what are they doing? Yeah, all, all of that. You know, a lot of them are still in school. Like I say, I have a young young clean, uh, young squad, and um, so from 16 up. In fact, I signed a, sorry, I signed a 14-year-old kid that came into the team. So he's the youngest player in the league. Are you so serious? Incredible, yeah, Noah. You got to be really, really good at <laughs> yeah, 14, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a good kid, works hard. You just some one-on-ones with me as well. I do one on one training, so that's you know that's all I do for a living to make my my living every day. Yeah, you have an academy day. too. Can you talk about the academy? Yeah, yeah. So if you look in the the top I just gave you, uh, Celtic FC America. Uh, well, it was the Houston Celtic started in 1992, and it was an academy program. Um, one of the guys that started it off, Jimmy Hunter, he's passed away now. I'm building like the boat gone. Rest in peace, the boat. Um, and a guy called P. Sullivan and myself, four of us were in uh, Jimmy's bar at the time. And we were talking about uh, getting a men's Celtic team. They had a men's Celtic team at the lower level in Houston in a league called HFA, a really great league. They've got 10 divisions. And the three of them got together and they said, you know, if we do the Celtic team, we got to sign Brandon Keys. At the time, I was probably about 28. And I was playing with the Hurricanes and the pros. So in the offseason, they said, come play on, on the Celts. So I did, and they brought me in, and that's how we started Celtic FC America back in 1992, as you can see with the crest, and we grew from there. And we, I have the academy program. I've always had an academy program, but the names have changed from time to time, but it's been Celtic FC America um, since 1992. Oh, I saw that on the, on the crest right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, even, even whenever... I know it's not the same, but when I this is the closest I've ever, I've ever been to Ireland in Scotland. There was like all the like the family crests and the colors, and that that means like a lot. And I'm guessing to uh, to the Irish as well, right? Because that green 
that's exactly what I think of. You know, I see the crest, it just really screams. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything about the history of Celtic, but Celtic is it's a Scottish club, but it was founded by an Irish Catholic priest, Brother Wilford. So it's, you know, people say, well, is it Irish or, or is it Scottish? It's kind of both. You know, I mean, it was, like I say, founded by an Irish Catholic priest uh, for the Irish migrants. He went over to Scotland. Um, the Rangers, the Protestants, you know, they, they didn't like the Catholics. So Celtic is a Catholic club, and I've kind of kept that tradition going here. But we're, we don't care what you are. You, anybody is welcome to come play in our team. Just have a good soul. How do you feel about the Boston Celtics taking that love name? Them. <laughs> is I love that the team I was that you would like? Ask, like, who's better, Boston Celtics or Celtics FC America? Well, it's dinner and basketball. <laughs> <and we both. laughs> but if you had to root for a team in the NBA, I'm guessing you kind of pulled. <clears throat> okay, look, I'm gonna. This is good, right here. We go. Right? So when I came to the states, obviously, like most Irish people, they're gonna go with the the New York, the Boston, Chicago teams, right? So I. I love Boston Celtics. I mean, it was a big Larry Bird back in them days. Oh, yeah. You know, and all them guys. I mean, they were a great team. But I'm always going to cheer for the hometown team. Now, I know you guys are going to give me a hard time now. I love the Patriots. You know, before I came, it was I was before I came here. So before Brady and all of that, it was always the Patriots. But, of course, I've lived in Texas all my life. So I'm going to be with the Texans, the Astros, and the Dynamo as well. And, obviously, Celtic FC America. So maybe Mr. So, Fertitta, if, if you're listening, uh, maybe tag and him, Rockets. call him. And the Rockets. So we're definitely cheering for you. <laughs> they made some uh, some big moves. But, man, yeah, sports is a great way for, for young people to stay active, you know, get outside. It's summertime. Maybe you have some kids and they're looking for some one-on-one training. Maybe you want to take it to that next level. This is an opportunity for you. You know, check out uh, and inspire your kids. Take them to a game right here in League City. And then follow their dreams. So the next one that's going to be home is August 31st at 2.45. I had the schedule up earlier. Man, why did I close it? Eldritch, you got to do better than that, man. You got to I think make it's sure. the week after as well. I think it's, it might be back-to-back. Yeah, it's the 7th. So they're, the Saturday, the 31st, is against WH the Aguilas. West that? Houston Aguileras. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the next Saturday, the Saturday the 7th, is at 4.30. And you guys are taking on Austin Real C. Yeah. They're a good team, good club, Austin. You know, is there a team that is generally like, hey, that's our rivals, or are those that's the team to beat? Austin. It's Austin? Yeah, because Austin was in the Texas Premier Soccer League with me for years. Um, they actually won it three years in a row. So shout out to Coach Kuko. That's a remarkable achievement. Um, but even though he, he knows this season, uh, he got his first, one, uh, first win Saturday. He had a big win, 5-0 against West Houston Aguilera's um, in Austin. Um, it's a different level. USSL is a level up from, from TPSL, from the fifth division to the fourth. So it's tough. Is there a sport in, in Ireland that has grown, like maybe even an American sport? Like what's the most popular American sport over there? Basketball. It's basketball? Yeah. Yeah, everybody plays basketball. Nobody really would know anything about NFL. I mean, being honest, um, you know, of course, if they're going to go over there, they tried that World Football League and it never worked out. Right. But if you're going to bring over two NFL teams, say to London, which they do, People are gonna go see it. It's gonna be a sellout. Just like when you recently, I went to see um, Real Madrid Bayern Munich here. Mm-hmm. So over sixty thousand fans at the game. When you bring in the big boys, and you're gonna, you know, people are gonna come in. If you bring Celtic over, it'll be sold out. Yeah, because people want to see that level team. You know, MLS is still, it's still growing. It's still building. Um, the Dynamo sometimes don't sell out the games. You know, I went to a game. There was only fourteen thousand. Fans at the game, home game. It was really, I was disappointed, to be honest. It's a nice stadium, though, BBVA. Beautiful, beautiful stadium. 
Yeah. And they've got a good team. The Dynamo have got a good team. So, you know, get out and support them as well. Get out and support your local team. I, I went to one Dynamo. I've only been to one Houston Dynamo game. I went with one of my coworkers. He and I had a great time, had a blast, and I didn't think I would enjoy it. But yeah. it, it is. It's a fun – like, it's more – it's more fun being at the stadium. Oh, yeah. Unless you're watching the World Cup, and then I'm going to be jumping up and down and cheering every time. You know, I think that's one of the things that makes soccer so entertaining. You know, in basketball, uh, every, every like, what, 30 seconds, somebody's scoring a basket, you know? And so it's like, oh, yeah, we got it. In soccer, it doesn't happen very often. You know, you might have a, a game where it's one nothing, so there's one goal the entire time. That's why it's so important, and that's why they go, goal! Yeah, you know, well, because it's rare to happen. Yeah, and that's you talk about the passion. The Europeans and, you know, the, the South Americans, they love the game. It doesn't matter if it's only 1-0. Of course, everybody wants 5-4 or 3-2, but it don't happen often. You know, but we there's a lot more going on than just the goals, you know, the tackling, the passing, you know. The, the, you have to have the passion to really feel it, just like you do for NFL. We have it for... You know, soccer. I will say it is ten nothing every time that I play on FIFA. <laughs> so you know, like you get beat that bad. No, it's me. Oh, yeah, I'm the one score. I'm like, man, it's like, and it's so funny because they're like, it's it's a rare feat. Like the announcers, it's a rare feat getting the hat trick. <laughs> and it's like I get one every, every game. Yeah. How about a few of them in my career? Hat tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a big yeah. deal, right? Oh yeah. What is yeah. a hat trick? Three goals. Scoring three One goals. by one person? Yeah. But like by you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's it's hard awesome. to do, right? I imagine. It is. I mean, you know, it doesn't happen often, but if you score a hat trick in a game, especially you know, at the professional level, it's you're good. You're one of the top players. Wow. Yeah, so my, my players are pretty good. My favorite team. <laughs> your fingers? You mean your fingers? <laughs> my fingers are really good. You'd be- I don't know why the goalie like jumps the other way when I kick it the other way, but I mean that's just a computer issue, not my issue, right? Yeah. I play on like rookie level. Yeah. But, you know. So if there was a second most important player on the team, like I, I guess like you're your person who's trying to score the goals, but I would say like is it the goalie? I mean they gotta. That's your defender. Your defense. Yeah, I mean, every position has its own, you know, it's important. But the goalie, uh, it's the toughest place to be on the field because you don't always get the glory, you know what I mean? If, if you, you make 10 great saves in a game and then you mess up one time, you know. You get blamed. You get blamed. You're the last line of defense, you know. So it's a tough position to play the goalie. We're blessed. We have two really good goalkeepers, uh, Raymond and Brandon. Um, so... You know we're good in that department. We need um, we need to bring in another striker, and uh, a couple of wingers, mm-hmm. and, and a central defender. So we need to bring in four or five more players. Um, you know, get ready for for the next game. Wow! And I'm and I'm looking at that. We're trained tonight, so we have uh, four or five new guys coming out. So, so you mentioned that the the 14 year old is that are they actually playing on the team or are you just doing individual training? No, no, I am doing individual training with him, but he he actually got to play the whole game, the last game, because like I said, we only had 11 players. And it's a league city guy, like it's people in our community. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's he's from the area. Um, he's only 14 years old, uh, Noah, and um, great kid. Um, you know, his dad brings him out for one a month training, and you know he does well. I mean, he's done well. He did really well on Saturday for the team. Is he still able to play in high school? Yeah. Oh yeah. As well. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he can still do like you know yeah. cl- any clubs and yeah. then playing. You know, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Man, that has to be 
a great way to improve in a short amount oh, yeah. of time when you're playing with yeah. people who may be older than you. Yeah, and he is. He's, he's improved so much over the last six weeks. It's unreal. You know, soccer, I've seen them sign people who are, you know, 14, even like maybe even like as young as 12 years yeah. old. Yeah, they and, do. I mean, clubs, if you haven't got signed by one of the clubs back home, like you say in the English Premier League by 12, you've slipped through the cracks. Really? It's crazy when you think about it. They're signing kids at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like Chelsea, Manchester United, Celtic. Wow. Arsenal. Yeah. So there probably are some people who have slipped through the cracks who maybe have what it takes, yeah. but it's just they didn't get spotted or scouted. Exactly, or yeah. Exactly. So. Wow. And then what they what they can do is have an opportunity to come try try with you and be like, wow, they, they, they do have what it takes to be at the next level. Yeah, and we do get a lot of players, international players come over. I've had international players, you know, I've had players from India come over, stay with me. I have to house them. Um, from Scotland, from Ireland, from England. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing we do do is take in international players. Wow. Is there a place in the world where, like, they have, <coughs> for whatever reason, just some of the best players, that's just where they come from? Brazil. From Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, the Brazilians just, you know, they've won the most World Cups. Um, Why is they that? Seem, they seem to produce the most players. It's all they do. It's football. I mean, they, I don't know what other sports they have in Brazil, but it seems like – Football is, they love it. The South Americans. Well, and they win. So, you know, when when it's kind of that effect with with the women's national soccer team here in the United States. In the 1990s, you know, 1999, when they won the World Cup and they had that infamous, like, um, win, you know, a lot of people who were young were like, man, I want to try soccer. I want to give soccer a try. And that's what happens in Brazil. They win almost every World Cup where they're in the running to win the World Cup. Yeah, and so then yeah. the kids like, hey, I want to be like that. You know, I want to be like Mike. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> be like they Mike. They do. They do produce, they seem to produce the best players. And all the, all the Brazilian players, best players play in Europe. They're playing Real Madrid, Barcelona, and stuff like that. Yeah. Here's a comment. This is from Francis Kelly. They said, YNWA, here we go, 10 in a row. What is that from? Well, the boys, the Celts have won eight in a row. They've won the league uh, eight times in a row back home, and they've also done the triple triple. So you have you have the domestic league and two cups, and they've won that the last three years. But they've more importantly won eight in a row. And the reason why it's so important is um, we've done nine in a row before. And when I say so of them, everybody will know what I'm talking about. It's the Rangers, <laughs> but we were the first one to do it. But nobody has ever done ten in a row. So if we can get two more, which we will. Yeah, Celtic will have done the 10 in a row. Hey, Leo, by the way. <laughs> so that's history. History happening right it now. It is, and they will do it. Celtic is definitely the best team. They'll definitely win it again this year and, and next year and, and the year after and the year after. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. it. All right. Um, hey, is there anything else you'd like to share, remind people? We're just about out of time. Um, I'll give them the contacts for the websites and the emails and my phone number if that's good. So it's CelticFCAmerica.com. Um the email is CelticFCAmerica at gmail.com. And my phone number is 832-748-1001. And that's, you know, if they want one-on-one lessons, just come see the games, how to get tickets, all that good stuff. It's awesome. all on social media, so they can, you know, get us there. Yeah, if you're watching right now, you can still share this video out. Let all your friends uh, share it in some groups. They'll go back and be able to watch this and learn about professional soccer right here in league city texas big things happening with brandon keys and i and i want i want to say like if, like we need to do more with you guys because i feel like i love sports i love soccer i know guardy loves sports and we just we need to do more with y'all hey that'd be great you know who you look like huh. you know you get it all the time right who the baseball player for the astros which one Juve is that his name 
Altuve? Altuve. I, I like got that. Because uh, the way he's holding the bat. <laughs> you know, he started, but he does look like him a little bit. <laughs> he started the show like that, and it was kind of kind of concerning. Like, I was scared that like, he was going <laughs> to take me out. smash him. Smash the camera, <laughs> smash me, something. Dude, I like that. I'll take it. I, I ran into him. Well, I didn't bug him, but, like, just at the gallery in Houston, and he's just, like, inconspicuously walking around because he just looks like a normal guy. Yeah. Just yeah. like walking around, I was like, "That's what a player, though." Yeah, dude, he's a monster. Oh, beast. Yeah. So hey, this has been Kickstart. Feel free to share this out if you haven't liked KHEA Radio yet. Maybe you want us to do some more soccer, talk about uh, Celtic FC America. Let us know. Send us a comment. Send us a message. Say, yeah, do some more with these guys. Make sure you like KHEA Radio. Download the KHEA Radio app. I saw a bunch of people say, "Hey, we need to live stream those games." So we'll see. We'll see what we can do. This is KHEA ninety nine point five FM. All right, bye Facebook. Sorry for all the issues. Sorry, network. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it fixed by tomorrow. We promise. We love you guys. Have a good one. Bye. 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 You guys. Have a good one. Bye.